Hello and welcome to the Bar Quiz Podcast, the only podcast that had a pop culture bar quiz in a podcast. With me as always is Team One. They like to be called the professionals, but the rest of the bar calls them the pansexuals, which isn't even an insult, but it's the best a group of drunks could come up with. Across from me is Team Two. They refer to themselves as the ever-vigilant, but the rest of the bar refers to them as a somewhat dim-witted. Aww. Then to the left of me is Team Three. The thrice accused of cheating but never won. It's the... We're just texting, really. We're not looking up the answers. My grandma's in the hospital. I'm getting updates on her condition in the middle of the night because I can't be there with her because visiting hours are over at night. So I came to the bar to get my mind off things, and I never wanted to do this dumb pop quiz. Please stop including me. Let me wallow in peace, team. And finally, I'm your host, Jeff. (laughs) Hi, Jeff. And now, without further ado, it's time for the weekly McCracken's pub quiz. Character limits ain't Twitter, man. <laughs> well, you can't have long names on fantasy sites. All right, guys. That's true. It's the 2019 Jubby. Completely different than the 2018 Jubby. I'm oh. excited. By a single digit. <laughs> I thought you got me. I, I was like you, excited for like a second. I thought there. you were gonna. I thought you were gonna call it like the Jerby report. No, it was just different by one letter. Nope, by one number. By one number instead. And it's the year. Let's start off. The first 2019 Jubby with our new segment, Coach Watch 2018. Ooh. Ooh, did you put the reverb on that? Here's the latest coaching updates. Black Monday is finished, and there are a few stragglers bleeding into the new year. Here's the total list of sad boys. Jets head coach Todd Bowles. Broncos head coach Vance Joseph. Bucks head coach Dirk Coder. Cutter. Cutter. It's spelled Coder. Coder. It's his fault. It's Yeah, fuck you. Dolphins head coach Adam Gase. Cardinals head coach Steve Wilkes. Bengals head coach Marvin Lewis. The Falcons fired both their offensive, all of their offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, and special teams coaches. The Lions fired their offensive coordinator, and the Bills fired their offensive line coach. Everybody died. Man. Now for some hiring updates. Oh, man. The opposite. Yes. Former Broncos head coach Vance Joseph is meeting with the Bengals on Thursday for an interview. Seems pretty obvious to me, considering his relationship with the owner, Mike Brown. That'll be sad. USC offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury is set to meet with the Cardinals and Jets for interviews. He, he might be a good boy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yep. Wait a minute. Yep. Wait a minute. Yep. Wait a minute. USC coach. Offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator, USC. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Getting interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. By Arizona. Right. Yeah. Not the Jets. Who his old quarterback plays for. No, it's in the Jets. It's both. It better be. Okay. No, no, no. Wait. Darnold was from USC, right? Yeah. Kingsbury. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury was Texas Tech. Or he was a Texas Tech at the time. He was Texas Tech. Yeah. He was Mahomes' oh, quarterback coach. Oh, okay. He was Mahomes' head you coach. You said USC. Yeah, yeah, he he, he no, got he is, hired as the OC. Yeah, no, last year he was hired as the offensive coordinator. No, no, not last year, a few months ago. Oh, it was only a few months yeah, ago. Yeah, because uh, I mean, USC last year. USC's uh, technically, you're right. USC's <laughs> like secret plan. You know, uh, Lynn Swan's their athletic director. Yes. Uh, his, uh, his like secret plan, whatever is. Uh, I'm blanking on their head coach's name right now. 
Oh, he's a bum. It doesn't matter what his name is. Yeah, he he's an absolute bum. Hilton, Clay Hilton. Yeah, Clay Hilton. Yeah, um, he his contract is up at the end of this year, and they're not going to renew him. And Lynn Swan's plan was to bring in Cliff as the head coach potentially, but now he's the he's the new hot offensive minded commodity from college on the market. So head or NFL teams are looking to interview him. So I almost feel bad for USC if okay. like he takes a job. I got I got confused for a second because when you said he was USC's OC, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, because he got fired from Texas Tech and got hired right. by USC like immediately. Mm-hmm. That was a big story when mm-hmm. that happened because he's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. apparently good. He's very good. So Texas Tech is pretty much like ever since Kingsbury was there. What's it? Kingsbury, Kingsbury, whatever. Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff, whatever. Yeah. Good old Kingsbury. boy Cliff. Mm-hmm. They've pretty much been like. The stereotypical, like, this is a college team that scores 60 and gives up 65. No. It's kind of like what they do. They, so. I, well. Uh, part of it was Mahomes. Part of it was Mahomes. But they always had, like, prolific offenses and bad defenses. They must have, their defensive coordinator must have been getting lessons from Bob Sutton. Bob Sutton. Fire Bob Sutton. Woo. Fire. All right. What other, what other happy, All what right. other happy boys do we have? We got, we got some more. Pats offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels is set to interview with both the Packers and the Browns this week. <laughs> now, oh, you gotta hope he actually retains this one oh, instead of backing dude. out at the last second. He's gonna do it again. He is. He's gonna back out again. Wait for him to do it to the Packers. I wouldn't be surprised if he does it again. And even then, it helped. It helped the Colts. I, I, I if I, I were, kind of did. Yeah. If I were the Packers fan, I wouldn't want him to get hired under you guys anyway. I kind of do. No, I unless he ends up he already had a stint in Denver and didn't do the best and it's just the the branches on the Belichick coaching tree don't work out. Right. The only I, good there's well, one thing Vrabel I need him to is do. looking. Vrabel's looked okay. There's one thing I need Josh McDaniels to do and there there's only one thing I need him to do. When Aaron Rodgers throws a ball into the dirt and then walks to the sideline, I don't want I want a coach that does what McCarthy does and says nothing. I want him to follow him down the sideline, screaming at him at the top of his fucking lungs. I mean, if, there if, is one guy out of all of these available coaches who I see do that on a regular basis. It's Josh McDaniels. That is the only thing I need him to do. He can fuck everything else up. Josh McDaniels does get into. I mean, he's gotten into a couple screaming matches with Brady. I need, we need, mm. so. the Packers need somebody to scream at Aaron Rodgers. Right. He doesn't need to be coddled like a baby. He needs to be screamed at. Right. Otherwise, he won't clean it up. Man, Josh McDaniels is going to, you know what's going to happen? He's going to interview for, like, the Packers, and then he's going to do the same thing he did last time, and the Packers are going to just, like, get an emergency coach, and then they're going to be good again. Greg Williams. Greg Williams. Oh, God. Greg Williams. I don't want him. I mean, Greg Williams isn't leaving Cleveland. No, he's, he's he still up shouldn't be hired as the head coach. No, he made but... a couple boneheaded decisions over the, the in the Denver game. The weird t- instead of kicking the field goal to make it like four points, he went for it on fourth down. No, yo, Greg Williams is not qualified to be a head coach. He just he just did a very good job of being an interim. Being an interim. Yeah, he like, was a, he was a real difference. good job at being interim and getting the team rally. It was Freddie Kitchens that did everything. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens was. The and, real, and there he, are no murmurs of him maybe getting the head coach job. That's really sad. As long as he, I want him to stay on the team at least. I think the, I think there's no signs of him leaving. So um, he'll he'll probably just stay offensive coordinator. Did you put uh, Jim Bob Cooper got fired from 
the lines today? Yeah, I did. Okay. I, I didn't name them specifically. I did a quick fire okay. of all the coordinators getting fired. He's a big name on the market right now. Yeah. Been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Good old Jim Bob Cooter. Yeah, no, no reports of teams like inter- like asking him for interviews yet. Yeah. But He's going to get a job. He, he'll get a job. He'll somewhere. get a job. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of the Packers, their former coach, Mike McCarthy, is set to interview with the Jets, and he is uh, confirmed that he is not taking to quite them, offering him full control of the team. I don't think he wants it. No, he just doesn't want it. <laughs> I yeah, just don't think a... he wants it. Yeah. He ugh. needs eased back into a coaching job. Right. After, mm-hmm. like, just not doing anything the past few years. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but the only team he's, he's interviewing for is the Jets. So, That's I mean. fine. Yeah. Poor Jets. The Broncos have interviews lined up for Bears defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. Vangio. Vangio. No! Don't leave! <laughs> the Bears will suck if you leave. Right, right. No. It, gets, it gets worse. Steelers O-line coach Mike Munkin. No! <laughs> and Patriots defensive coordinator Brian, Brian Flores. Well, that doesn't matter. Who, also yeah, lined up to, who is also lined up to interview with the Dolphins. I hope he's the one that gets hired. Yeah, right. <laughs> suck again. Come on, John Elway. Hire another defensive coordinator. I dare you. He'll yeah. do it, too. Vikings defensive coordinator George Edwards is interviewing at the Bucks. And then a few uh, not-firing news stories. Uh, the Jags have no interest in firing Doug Marone, which is uh, weird. That's so... They, oh, it's my weird. God. He's got that team in a hot mess, and they're not going to fire him because he had I, one good I think season. They wanna, I think they want to give him a shot with, with a quarterback and then see what happens. It's, so What are they going to do, trade up for Haskins? They're going to go get Flacco, dude. They're going to go get Joe Flacco. They're going to go get Joe Flacco. Oh, no. He is leaving. Joe Flacco is leaving the team in which he won a Super Bowl with a giant good defense with to go to a team to try to win a Super Bowl with a giant good defense. All right. And and, and apparently no running backs on the roster. No, apparently. Because Fournette and Yeldon are not, (laughs) uh, not in the good graces. No. Of, uh, of Wait, what Jimbo. happened to Yeldon? I knew Fournette was He bad. was doing the same thing as Fournette. Thing, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, See, I didn't know that. Hanging out on the bench. And then uh, good old John Harbaugh is expected to stay uh, in a situation where a rookie who will be injured if he keeps the shit up saved him. <sighs> Look, man. John Harbaugh knows that Urban Meyer's gone now. So it's pretty much like John Harbaugh is going to give himself one chance. And if John Harbaugh can't beat Ohio State without Urban, Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer <laughs> then he'll be like, all right, I'm going to leave. <laughs> well, who's the who the guy that was interim coaching? Ryan for, Day. Yeah, Ryan Day is potentially more put together than Urban Meyer. He just doesn't have the resume. Right. Uh, Ryan Day is going to be just as good. Ohio State played their best games at the beginning of the season. Right. Yeah. He, Ryan Day is going to go into John Harbaugh's Michigan and rock the pants you, you off him again. Yeah. And John Harbaugh's going to be like, I can't, I can't go to Indianapolis and get khakis anymore. You mean Jim? Oh. Yeah, John Harbaugh? John, did I say? I meant John Jim. Harbaugh is the Ravens head yeah, coach. The Ravens. And that is who I was talking about this whole time. I said John. Oh. Yeah. You well, guys suck. You, oh, we got. Oh, then it was my fault. I got yeah. confused, dude. No, no. Which I mean, it's a similar situation where a quarterback who uh, it will get injured if he keeps his shit up has saved his season and probably mm. his job. Yeah, John Harbaugh was kind of a. Uh, he was looking to be on his way out. Yeah, yeah, when they were when they were like hitting that like slump midway through the year before they made the move to Lamar on the exact week that yeah, I murmurs said they were would. going around that he was <laughs> you fired. did call that. You, yeah, dude. Uh, that's such know. a good call. He, 
on the Lamar Jackson starting when he'd start and everything. His, John Harbaugh could coach mm-hmm. defense. I knew that that was what's yeah, going to happen. I mean, that's. I think it's a mistake to move on from a coach that was boasting your number one defense just because you had a quarterback that couldn't complete passes. Right, and now you have a quarterback who's going to get injured if he keeps the shit up. I don't know. My only thing is they have they brought RG3 in to help coach him on what not to do. And Lamar Jackson's played smart. He hasn't taken, like, many hits. He goes down when he's he needs to. He's taken a few. Oh, man. There have been a couple that he's done. A couple nasty it, I think it's hits. more about, like, like, Cam Newton proved this year, like, don't let your quarterback run too much. Cam Newton is about twice the size of Lamar Jackson. And Cam Newton is getting to the point where he can – his shoulder is apparently, like, really bad. Like, his throwing shoulder, mm-hmm. the one that he had surgery on. And uh, yeah, don't let that happen to Lamar. Don't let that happen to Lamar, please. Teach no. him teach him how to do some plays in the pocket. Yeah, he needs to learn how to complete passes consistently. <laughs> right. Ooh. All right, guys, that is it for Coach Watch 2018 Week 1. And I am so very sorry for half of these people. Yeah, me too. On to some new other news stories around the NFL. The 49ers are once again pushing for OBJ in the event that the Giants decide to trade him, which is apparently still in the books, despite him having 77 catches for 1,052 yards and six touchdowns in only 12 games, all coming from Eli Manning, someone who can only be described as a fucking husk. The 49ers are just like... They need I mean, a receiver. They've been memeing, though. I, I, the 49ers do, are that dude that, like, do you, slides into some girl's DMs every, like, two weeks. Like, hey, what's up? He just drops the quick, like, hey. I assume you have Antonio Brown I mean, in That's, 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 that's we'll how they there. got Garoppolo. Okay. okay, they did it with Garoppolo, but then, like, they were like, no. And then Brady was like, yes. No. <laughs> and, then, and then Kraft was like, yes. And Belichick was like, Murph. No, they... <laughs> the, the other story from that was he literally called the Patriots, like, every week. Like, hey, can we have Garoppolo? Hey, Caution can we man. have Garoppolo? Hey, can we have Garoppolo? I told you we're not trading Garoppolo. All right, what about Tom Brady? You know what? Just take Garoppolo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, anyway. Living interception conveyor belt Nathan Peterman is making his slow crawl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what a good nickname, dude! Oh, he's yeah, making we better his like coin that slow living... crawl back to the NFL by wow. signing a future a futures contract with the Raiders, and and when and he was also signed to the practice squad. I wonder, I wonder what he does on the practice squad. Wow. Does he like? Wow. Does he like throw boost like the passes? Defense's confidence. Yeah, it boosts defense's <laughs> confidence. I I don't know what else he would do. Oh my god! The living interception. Gruden, Gruden was watching the Bills tape and he's like, "This is gonna work wonders for tanking later." It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. He is. He's a living interception conveyor belt. That's that the only way I could describe that man. So good. Mm-hmm. What a meme. All right, guys, I said this is the final story on the Jubby because I know we're going to get in depth about it. We're going to talk a lot about it. And I'm going to run through this. You know what it's about, Kuiper. I'm going to run through I'm going to run through what we know, and then we'll talk about it, okay? Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown did not sit out on Sunday against the Bengals because of a knee injury. According to two writers from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Brown threw a football at a teammate during practice on Wednesday, then mispracticed the rest of the week. 
Brown was at the stadium on Sunday and was expected to play, but never suited up, was declared inactive, and then he left at halftime. According to CBS News, this teammate he had, he had disputed with was none other than Ben Roethlisberger, in which was apparently pretty ugly. Coach Mike, Coach Mike Tomlin held a meeting on Monday, but Antonio Brown never showed up. So what the fuck's going on? Man, Antonio Brown, dude. I mean, want to go saw, before. I'm going to go last. Yeah, yeah no, no. We, I mean, we started seeing some of these cracks earlier in the season. Like, he started becoming... Uh, I got something in my eye, and I can't fucking talk because I'm rubbing it. I'm really sorry. You're an eye. No, okay, yeah. This started okay. earlier in the season. I can, I can, I can help you out yeah, when you're rubbing your eye. Start, I, I, think I, I think I blinked it out. Anyway, <laughs> um, you, well, you rub your eye, and you blink a bunch, and you make whatever's in there go away. Right. Anyway. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Anyway, again, again, we we talked about this earlier in the season when he seemed to becoming more and a little bit more of a diva wide receiver who we didn't always see signs of before, but uh, we didn't always see signs of this. But he signs that gigantic contract, and some some of the seams begin to break. Like they got rid of Bryant because he was trash, but then Juju starts like getting all this stuff. He gets into it with Roethlisberger on that Wednesday practice, and then he he screams, I'm done, and leaves. He doesn't show up to practice for the next three days, and then walks in Sunday morning like, oh, I'm ready to play, guys. What's that do to a locker room who already had to deal with all the Le'Veon Bell shit earlier in the season? Who we also know, uh, one of Le'Veon Bell's closest counterparts, one of the only people that was supposedly communicating with him, was... Antonio Brown. I don't I feel like that might have something to do with it. Like it's partly connected. And I think it's also Juju taking some of the uh fire away from him. Juju was voted team MVP. Now this they did the vote the day after they did the vote the day after it, AB left. Where did my phone go? <laughs> did you have it? Yeah. My phone just like vanished right in front of my face. That's no good. I don't know what happened. We're doing a podcast. Let's... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... Okay, just to give you an idea of what's happening right now, Matt's talking, Corey and Justin are listening, and I am standing, walking around the room. <laughs> I need to find my phone. So, that's how professional we are here. Oh, yeah. So. Completely professional. Perfect. So, yeah. It, right after this happens, the locker room votes Juju as their team MVP, which is got to be another blow to Antonio Brown. He doesn't start responding to calls, he doesn't start he doesn't respond to texts. Right. He completely ignores the team and like I said he just walked it. That's why like that's what made it really weird. He missed practice from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, didn't go to Saturday meetings, strolled in Sunday thinking they would just let him play. So like good on Tomlin for like saying, "No, no, 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 wait a second. You're inactive." But the, I think it is a little weird that they, well, they listed it as a knee injury or something, like, over the week. But it was really just because he didn't show up to practice for four days. I mean, apparently he actually did hurt his knee at some point during the week, but he was fine. He was fine to play. Well, yeah, yeah. He, he was practicing he showed up and everything. To play. Right. And, I, and now he's asking for the trades. You All of a sudden, he, because we were talking, that's why I brought it up a minute ago, about the 49ers. All of a sudden, he started following Garoppolo, Kittle and another one of the 49ers on Twitter. You have 
you have George Kittle uh, <laughs> tweeting, tweeting, at him. tweeting at him, hey. The best tight end in the league. <laughs> Statistically this year, yes. Um, uh, <laughs> hey, Matt admitted it. Woo! <laughs> um, yeah. Retweet, and then on Instagram, people, the someone did a photo of one of those like jersey swap things of Antonio in a San Francisco jersey and then he liked it and shared it and, and that gets thrown around and he's like begging for a trade but he's 20 million on he's 20 million in salary room if they trade him away they can save 12 to 15 million i think it is and it, mm-hmm. he's but then he still costs them 5 million in salary cap but and, that's just until June so they have to wait until June to trade him which is something they could do, but they have to wait until June. But his contract situation in general, they would still be on the hook for it, right? Right. No, well, not for, the, for twelve not, million of it, not or whatever the, it is. Not the twenty million dead cap. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be. I think it cuts down to like twelve. Yeah, which is a lot better. Right. So the, if if he does get traded, they would wait until June then trade him. But right. my and only then, thing is, my only thing is, I, I almost. What do you? How do you trade him? What do you do? Because you, you could, if you're gonna wait until June to trade him, you're not gonna get draft picks. And, and the Steelers historically, year. like one of the crazy, the Steelers historically have always found wide receiver talent. I mean, they have Juju Smith-Schuster. He had what, 111 receptions, uh, 1400 yards. 1400 yards. How many touchdowns? He had double-digit touchdowns again, didn't he? He had a uh, 11 touchdowns. He had 11 touchdowns. I think. If if Juju Smith-Schuster was playing on a different team, people would be talking about him in the same echelon of your Julio Jones, your DeAndre Hopkins. Your Odell Beckham's with his stats, he out his second year outpaced Odell's second year, which is the one that made Odell the star. He just had the one-handed catch, but because he plays on the team with Antonio Brown, and maybe you argue that he only got those targets and receptions because he plays with Antonio Brown. That's the thing we don't know, but like we watched that Bengals game, right, where Antonio Brown wasn't there, and, and Juju put the team on his back. He did. He did good. He didn't do great. And it was, that was a byproduct having, of Roethlisberger. Yeah, and it's also a byproduct of him being the only applicable target. And if that's what you get, and then you combine it with the fact that what Roethlisberger plays in other games when there's less distractions around, because Roethlisberger is like super hot and cold. It was really weird that like even at a home game, he was having one of his cold games. Uh, quarterbacks tend to be super hot and cold when they're on their way out. Ben Roethlisberger maybe has a year left. For sure. I'm surprised he of, even of played this games, year. Of good games, of good football, he maybe has a year left. Of hot and cold, good enough football. You know, he had a he had a great, technically, statistically, had a really good year this year. It didn't look like it, like it in person. Because he made a lot of really dumb mistakes. That is the, that is the most empty 5,000-yard season. Right. Ever Dude, I didn't realize it until I looked it up because it didn't feel like he had a 5,000-yard right. season. Like, it felt like Pat Mahomes had a 5,000-yard season. It felt like Drew Brees had an MVP season. It didn't feel like Roethlisberger had a 5,000-yard season because it was filled with boneheaded decisions, bad interceptions, and, like, not something that doesn't look like a quarterback who does that. Yeah, no, it's... it's the Steelers are an enigma, and that's why they need to get rid of Tomlin. They need to hit... The reset button, which I think is something you talked about, Kuiper, and I'm like totally on board with. Build your team. You have, you drafted a quarterback last year. Maybe you try to figure out what you have with him. Maybe you do something to get another quarterback. You have Juju. You have James Conner. Yeah, uh, who's their Watt. other running? Yeah, yeah. You know, running yeah, yeah, back to Samuels. You have Samuels. You have T.J. Watt. You have T.J. Watt. You have young defensive players. You still have an amazing offensive line. 
because what what they did for Samuels and Connor and everything, hit the reset button, man. It's time to get rid of that baggage. You can't you, you can't deal with that toxic environment anymore, which is only perpetuated because Tomlin's run runs on emotions. Another thing we've talked about before, because he runs on emotions so much. When he, the highs are high, the lows are you got the lowest. People don't want to play for you. They want right. traded. Shit goes down. Roethlisberger is a selfish whatever according to reports from the uh from the practice on wednesday when the thing with uh antonio brown happened apparently it was very uncalled for on ab's part um and he made it ugly he, he threw a football at big ben they're playing football but he threw it at him like to hit him with it yeah i mean it, there, it, it wasn't like it wasn't like they were in the middle of like throwing a football he grabbed a football and threw it at Ben My thing is, like, I get the, I could see him doing it. Roethlisberger's been a shitter. He, he, a few weeks ago is when he threw Antonio under the bus. That's right. when that's, I know that's what festered a lot of this. Because I, I know Antonio got paid and then he started to become a little bit more diva-like. Targets were dropping because, I don't even know if it was targets. It was Ben Roethlisberger's play at the beginning of the year with all the overthrows and the weirdness from him. It was frustrating AB a little bit. And then all of a sudden, Roethlisberger throws him under the bus in public. Like Roethlisberger has this tendency to throw teammates yeah. under the bus yeah, in interviews. Throws, a, throws him under the bus. Antonio Brown has a really good year as far as touchdowns are concerned. He led the, the league in touchdowns. Yeah, right. right. He led the league he in touchdowns last week. He yeah. led the league in touchdowns. Right. He led the league in touchdowns. The team gives the MVP, the team MVP to Juju Smith-Schuster, which I think probably pissed him off. Well, again, they only gave it to him the day after he left practice, throwing the ball at Ben and didn't show up. So this happened the day after. I feel like they probably still would have done Juju. I they might have in general. He's he's the, the one, spirit of that team. He's the, he's the bright spot in that organization right now, for that, sure. That, that man is now the spirit of that team. That's your guy. He's going to be the face of that team. He's going to be the face of the Steelers franchise soon. Yeah, if not already. What do you What do you have to say? And what's your take on this? About this? Is there anything you want to add? Um, no. I mean, you guys covering it. Yeah, there's I not. Really I mean, like it, it's pretty face value right now until we know more details. But I'm not go ahead. gonna like invest myself into it until I actually see stuff happening from it. Like that's yeah, that's a good. That's point. fair enough. I just uh, it's rough because I I don't want to just completely throw AB under the bus because I get that he's frustrated. It's just but crazy. It's, it's Steelers organization organizational breakdowns in general that right. keep happening. Dude, it's crazy. They look like one of the best teams in the NFL like six weeks ago. So like one of the best. Um, I love what AB did. I'm sure you do. I love what AB did. Um, I wish he would have done it publicly. I wish he would have went to the media and said Ben Roethlisberger's a dickhead, and the reason why this team isn't succeeding is because you have a complacent, lazy, um, moron head coach. That's why that, I didn't want to throw AB right, under the bus because that, that lets his quarterback run around and throw teammates and coaches and coordinators under the bus when it is his play that has been putting them in a rough situation. He's the same quarterback that, and Matt mentioned it, and I'm upset that, you know, he mentioned it before I did, that Sorry. Ben Roethlisberger blamed Antonio Brown for the loss in Denver when Ben Roethlisberger threw an interception at the five-yard line when AB was covered by two people and there was a defensive lineman standing in in Ben Roethlisberger's face. Ben Roethlisberger blamed Antonio Brown 
for that play. I, Antonio Brown is my favorite football player in the history of football, period. I love Antonio Brown. He is the embodiment of everything that I love in a football player, that he was a nobody. He was a six-round pick. He keeps the scouting report that was written about him in his locker, and he looks at it every day about how he didn't have good route running, he didn't have good hands, he wasn't be able, he wasn't able to separate and he, he he looks at it every day. And when you go back to I believe it was either 2011 or 2012, Antonio Brown is number 1 in literally every single receiving category. He's number 1 in targets, he's number 1 in receptions, he's number 1 in yards, he's number 1 in receiving touchdowns. He is number 1 in every single category. And I said this in our group chat earlier today. Because we have a lot of Steeler fans that we know, and and I know a lot of other Steeler fans that are ticked off of what Antonio Brown did and what Antonio Brown said. Um, and the example I used is that if you have a job, and at your job, you bust your ass. You bust your ass, and you you not only become one of the best people at your job, as far as like the company you work for or the group you work with, you become like one of the best people in the world at what you do. But the people around you and the mismanagement of situations around you prevent you from being a part of something that can achieve what it's capable of achieving. And then it gets turned around and the finger the finger gets pointed at you, which it has in right. some aspects. Damn right I'm going to be pissed off. Like, damn right I'm going to, like, be upset. Like, I don't blame him for... If he showed up to the game on Sunday and said, I want to play, then that's the one thing that I'm like, okay, like, really? Like, if you're going to take a stand, take a stand. Don't be petty. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to make the point to, to, to do this, just prove the point. Make the point, right? And stay away. Right. That's the one thing I wish he'd have done differently. But, like, everything else that he did, um... I don't think he should have thrown a football at Ben Roethlisberger. Well, I, don't think, I don't think he needs to he's throw been, anything, like but... I said, he's been... His frustrations have really... They're... I mean, I, I was just, I was just looking up a list. No, no, I'm not saying they're invalid either, but, like, I'm looking up a list of, uh, like, a timeline of Antonio Brown since he got paid and, and the things that have happened or things that he's been involved with or done. And let me let me read some of this back to you, okay? Mm -hmm. All right. Th these are a list of headlines from Antonio Brown since the 2017 season ended. All right. Some of these are like off the field stuff. It starts with he took to Instagram to publicly call out his girlfriend and mother of his children for not taking care of her children from a previous relationship. It's okay, but he's this is like starting to air dirty laundry out in the public that right. no one needs to know about. He skipped most of OTAs after he saw that Roethlisberger wasn't there, and then Roethlisberger later admitted he had a pre-planned family vacation during the optional practices. Mm -hmm. So he didn't show up because Roethlisberger wasn't there. Uh, Brown slammed the media on the first day of mandatory minicamp, appearing to question why he plays, saying, Am I playing football to make a lot of money, or am I playing football to take care of my family? Brown continued saying the media puts pressure on him and that he's unable to go out in public because of it. I feel like maybe some of that is other stuff that's causing cracks 
like parts. I think like you can just because he's starting getting more. That's right. Because right after that, it's like the media puts pressure on him and all this shit. Right after that, he shows up in a helicopter to training camp. If you remember that whole headline, yeah, it was lit. Right. So like, it's kind of interesting that he says the media gives him unfair attention or he can't like go out in public or anything. But then he shows up to in mini camp like all dressed to nines in a helicopter. And then he dis- also part of the reason why I love him so much. Right. He disappeared for a week during training camp. Mike Tomlin claimed that he had been sent to Pittsburgh for medical tests, but he was filmed in a pool in Miami. So, huh? uh, Brown reportedly called Bouchette, uh, one of the Pittsburgh Gazette. Ed Bouchette. Yeah, Ed Bouchette. A racist after Bouchette tweeted that Brown was limping at training camp. He then called Bouchette a clown on Twitter. Reportedly, Brown apologized. Uh, Brown showed up more than four hours late to an event in a children's hospital, offering no explanation as to why he was late. Brown makes a joke in a GQ article about cheating on his girlfriend and mother of the children, saying, It's kind of hard to keep it in my pants. It's a quote from Antonio Brown. Brown threatened to assault ESPN's The Undefeated reporter Jesse Washington, saying, Wait, wait till I see you, bro. We gonna see w- what your jaw like. He issued an apology, then went on a strange tirade in the media, which he called himself an exceptionalism. He was then spotted by CBS cameras hugging former Browns offensive coordinator Todd Haley during a game against Cleveland. So, I think this goes even back to Roethlisberger getting Haley fired. He then was caught bragging about reaching 10,000 career receiving yards to Haley on a team Snapchat minutes after the 21-21 tie. Interesting. Brown was seen yelling at his offensive coordinator Randy Fickner, Fickner. Fickner. and wide receivers coach Daryl Drake on the sideline. He then left the locker room before media could ask him about it versus the Chiefs. Then he tweeted, trade me, let's find out. You guys remember that mm-hmm. in earlier yep. in the season. Then he failed to show up to Monday meetings after the Chiefs game because he was pissed off because we suck. You remember those quotes. Then he was sued for trashing his Florida apartment and claimed he had $80,000 in cash and a gun stolen from him. He was also sued for tossing furniture from the 14th floor of his apartment building nearly hitting and potentially killing a 22-month-old toddler. He almost killed a baby, I guess. That's weird. I didn't even hear about that. He was cited for driving in excess of 100 miles per hour on McKnight Road, which was over 55 miles over the uh, limit than the posted speed limit. He told police he was late for a team meeting, which earlier in the year he just wasn't going to. Repeatedly posted his personal accolades on social media after Steelers' losses, including a crucial 31-28 loss in New Orleans. That was my phone not being on silent. Brown reportedly got into a disagreement with a Roethlisberger in practice. Now we're at the present. Throws a football at him and leaves. Doesn't show up for a few days. Shows up Sunday morning. Tries to play. Gets declared inactive. He's been all over the place and he's been cracking. And I still don't want to blame him for the reasons Kuiper said. I think this. I think this stems from Roethlisberger and Tomlin letting Roethlisberger win. It is, and it's. You're letting your quarterback who has a year left live. Like yeah, win. it's it's pretty and much. And look what it's done to the team. Yeah. And Antonio's just like. He can't take it. No, he can't. And, and I think it's. And I feel bad. Because I, 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 because because of some of these things that I just read off, he's being turned into the bad guy. All of a sudden, like, people are going to, like, Ben's defense or the team's defense. And, like, well, let's rally around Juju and stuff. Because, like, it's kind of the same shit everyone was doing the levy on. You should rally around Juju anyway. I'm, I'm no, 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 no. You're okay with that. But I'm in the sense that, like, they want to paint Antonio Brown as evil again. Yeah. Like I mean, a Kevin Antonio, Durant style. I love Antonio Brown so much. He's one of the most fun players to watch in the NFL. In the current state, 
of what's been happening. I before, during, and after this season. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is a guy that team rallies around because uh, Antonio Brown's being a also being a fuck. Um, he's, he's also being a fuck. Here, here's he, he is the the thing that I my brother is is very similar to me when it comes to his opinion on the Steelers. Maybe a little turned up a little more. Right. Um, and my brother has said that the only reason that because we're 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 in an era in the NFL where quarterbacks are gods, right? The only reason Ben Roethlisberger is even a stitch of relevant in this league is because of Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. Hell yes, I agree. He's the only they he is a semi washed up inconsistent refuses to acknowledge his own mistakes head case of a quarterback that will not accept blame and he has been getting bailed out for the last for the last how long five years from his skill position guys from Le'Veon and from Martavis now from Juju from Antonio prior to that Emmanuel Sanders prior to that Mike Wallace prior to that Heinz Ward Ben Roethlisberger has had an, a ridiculous embarrassment of riches that he's been able to work with for his entire career. And I just think that what's starting to happen now is like people just fall in love with Roethlisberger and they say that he's this like unbelievable talent. And that's why I'm saying like this might've just been something that has just been brewing like inside of Antonio for years that he's just so sick of, like, guys, like, do you watch this guy when I'm not on the field? Like, watch Ben Roethlisberger when Antonio Brown doesn't play is, like, awful. Like, he's, <laughs> like, Sunday he was awful. In the games that he didn't play last year when Antonio Brown wasn't there, he was awful. In the playoff game against Denver, he was awful. Like, now granted, that was a really good defense at Denver. I just think that... The, the, the whole team's problems... My brother put it so well. The root of this team's problems is Tomlin. And that's not saying that Tomlin is... Because he's done a bad job. It's saying that Tomlin has allowed... This... Amount of behavior... And this type of locker room... To persist... For years and years and years. And now it has gotten... 100% out of control... That's on Tomlin, and that is why I want Tomlin fired. Like, the whole the whole was like, oh, well, is there someone better? I'm like, I don't care if there's somebody better. I just want him gone. I don't, I could give, if it means that I don't have to deal with, I say this all the time to you. I would much rather go into a Steeler game knowing we're going to lose. I would so much rather go into a season knowing, you know what? We're probably going to go 6-10, 7-9, whatever it is. Rather than look at a team and say, we have the talent to go 13-3, and three, but we won't because we'll just shoot ourselves in the face constantly over and over again. Like, I would just rather have a team that plays up to the level that it, that it is versus a team that never plays up to the level that it is and just constantly creates these just these ridiculous dramatic 
over excessive like storylines, I guess you could say about itself. Like Pittsburgh let Le'Veon Bell walk out the door, right? And Le'Veon Bell, the reason, the core reason, wasn't about money. If you if you read any interview that Le'Veon Bell has done since then, Le'Veon said it wasn't about the money. It was about me not feeling like I was valued, right? Right. Antonio Brown probably feels the same way. Antonio Brown just probably doesn't feel like, like, sure, yeah, you're giving me a lot of money. I don't care, but he doesn't care about the money. Mm-hmm. Like, Antonio cares more about, like, am I valued? Like, am I, am, am I getting the respect on this team that I deserve? And am I worthy of this ridiculous criticism from my quarterback? Because I, I see that, he, in general, people, like, give him the accolades for his stats and whatnot. But how often do you hear when people talking about, like, wide receivers, they always, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, like, the people, oh, Antonio Brown's really good. He's one of the best in the NFL. But you never hear him compared to the other big body it's receivers. He's, it's because he's small. It's because yeah, he's I, small and he's not, like, a big play threat. Yeah, but he, he's just statistically, like a, he's the best receiver in the NFL, though, and he does it. And he, people occasionally seem to forget about him. And then all, a lot of Pittsburgh beat writers and stuff. And like you just said, they just say, they oh, give, it's Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. They give Roethlisberger all the credit and they give all this credit to Tomlin, even though we know Tomlin is just a high emotion coach with not much actual planning. Right. I feel like they just kiss up to Roethlisberger and Tomlin or something. And you saw with Le'Veon, you see with I, Antonio. I want... If nothing else, Corey, give me my phone. It's in your pocket. I saw it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Corey made the mistake of standing up, and I saw that my phone was in his right pocket. It's my phone. It's not. That's, that's a good your idea. Right there. It's not my phone. And then it's a little blanky on the really? butt. A little blanky on the butt. Good idea. My butt was hurting. Mm, your butt was hurting. Butt. My butt was. My butt's hurting too right now. You want? You want a? You want a, want a? Want a butt blanky? Nah, I'm good. I don't okay. need a butt blanky. Um. <laughs> I'll just stay hard butt. I said hard butt. I said this after the game on Sunday. I said I want a couple things to happen. I want Mike Tomlin fired. Period. I'm sorry. I don't. I. I'm. I'm over it. Like I'm over. Just this. You've been over it this whole season. I've yeah. been over. I've been over it for years. I've been over Mike Tomlin for a very, very, very long time. Right. Um. Uh. I want. I don't want. This isn't a knock on our defense and the players. I just want a different, like, scheme defensively. I don't like our defensive scheme. It's pretty much built entirely on getting sacks, and I've said this numerous times on this show. Sacks on any down that isn't third down don't matter in today's NFL because there's a second down and 15 is, like, nothing right. for most quarterbacks because you complete half of it, it's third down and seven, and then you just run the exact same play again to the other side, and it's a first down. Um, so I just want a different scheme, just whatever. You can keep the players. I think we have good talent on the defensive side that we don't need to like complete, do this complete overhaul. And I, I just really want Ben Roethlisberger to really, I just, I I said it on my, like the thing I said, I really want Ben Roethlisberger to really consider whether or not he can play at a level that doesn't just stuff a stat sheet, but instead can win games for the Steelers. But I've completely gone from that to just, dude, just retire, man. Just retire. Like, like you've, you, you've won two Super Bowls. You're going to be a Hall of Famer. You just threw for 5,000 yards. 
like, you're not, the only direction you're going to go from this point is down. And if your number one wideout is getting in fights with you and calling you out, you either need to come out and, and stop. Mike Tomlin's doing a press conference tomorrow. Uh, we're, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. Right, and this will go up tonight. New Year's Day. He's doing a he's doing a press conference tomorrow. And if Mike Tomlin doesn't come out and immediately say what's going on with Antonio Brown, I every single person in that media room should be fired if they don't ask him. Oh, they won't. They that that is that you is, know they won't. That is coming from someone that like it was drilled into my brain how to like do that type of stuff. If any person in that room doesn't question him about it, they should all be fired. Because they they won't because they'll get uh quote, quote they might get blacklisted and lose in for and lose like team time or something. Who cares? You're gonna get, you're gonna get every single newspaper and every single news site in the world's gonna be like you're great. You ask good questions. We're hiring you. Doesn't matter. Mm. It's your job. It's your job. It's your job. But I, just because it is doesn't mean they do it. I mean, what we just talked about. They praise Tomlin and Roethlisberger. They try to like say well, not that they try to say Antonio's not like. They, they, the, the spin on the story is Roethlisberger makes AB great. Not that AB makes Roethlisberger great. AB which makes is, Roethlisberger AB great. AB does make Roethlisberger great. And now because AB's the one that's flown off the handle, or so to speak, because he's the one that can't handle the way the team's going on and things are going crazy. Roethlisberger is just like basking in it. Oh, me and, uh, me, me and AB are still really good friends. Uh, I tried texting him and he he didn't reply back. I don't know what's going on. I just I feel I just want him to come back. God, I hate him so much. like I, he I, looks like the I, good guy. I hate, I hate him. Oh oh god. I don't know if there's a single person in the face of the like I don't I don't know another person that hates their franchise quarterback more than I hate mine. <laughs> yep. Like oh my god. It is oh god. I I I'm just so God just like. This this will be the last thing I say. Yeah, we got we got to move on. We're gonna so. move on. We've been talking about this for a long time. Well, it's um, a I mean, really it, it, big deal. It is a really big deal. Um, I don't want Antonio. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are not going to trade Antonio Brown. Not this year, at least. Like it's not. Yeah, like th- there is no the amount of money that would just be sitting dead. The money sitting dead and the talent. Yeah, they. Like, I mean, they have to know internally that AB makes Roethlisberger better. I'm yeah. sure it's. It's one of those things that they're not. Which I don't. It's just a terrible situation now because now it's just adding to like a really toxic situation because now Antonio Brown is. The report is he didn't like demand to be traded. It was kind of like a similar thing that he did on Twitter where he was like. He he was kind of like giving them kind of like that thing of like if you're not going to listen to me. And you're not going to, like, listen to my point of view, then just get rid of me. It was kind of one of those things. Um, he didn't, like, walk into Colbert's office and do, like, a Kyrie Irving. <laughs> which was, like, <laughs> was, like, Kyrie Irving slapped a list of teams down in front of Dan Gilbert and was like, trade me. He didn't do that. Um, I don't want to see Antonio Brown. I've said this before. I never want to see Antonio Brown wear a different jersey. That would crush me. Mm. That would just absolutely just break my heart into a thousand pieces. But if Antonio Brown leaving the Steelers means that Antonio Brown can go on to a team that can actually play to its full potential around him. Because his big thing is how hard he works. 
Like he's like a, you know, like a quarterback for wideouts, right? Right. I I'm ne- I'm never going to dislike him. And if the Steelers decide to trade him, I I I don't know. I just don't know. My my support of that franchise will be tested mm. extremely. Um, if that were to happen, I would never like. I'm never gonna not be a Steelers fan, but right. like choosing to support them openly will will be tested for me because that's just such a slap in the face. You let Le'Veon Bell walk out the door, and then you let who for the last five years has been literally unquestionably the best receiver in the NFL. He's number one in everything. You just trade him because he's upset and he's taking pot shots at your quarterback, which are kind of. I don't know. Well deserved. I don't know. No, I, I taking literal shots. Yeah, taking literal shots. Um, we Matt mentioned something about it, and there's such a stigma in the NFL sports community for players like talking about their own stats when the media is the one that's praising them all the time, but they're not allowed to talk about it. Like, I, 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 it's I, so that's an interesting thing. That's yeah. right, okay. because you have like, yeah, you have like. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger threw for 5,000 yards this season. If Ben Roethlisberger comes out and says, yeah, I think I did good, I threw for 5,000 yards, the media would crucify him no matter what he that, said. That's like, so dumb. It's like, because, oh, you can't be bragging about 5,000 yards. You, did, you didn't make the playoffs. It's because everybody Who cares to do with that thousand yards. It's cool. Because everybody wants court, everybody wants professional athletes to be soldiers outside of Buckingham Palace. That's what it is. Everybody right. wants athletes to just be like, oh, nope, unselfish, unselfish. Nope, I did terrible. I was bad. I got to do this. I got. That's why I love the player on your shirt right now. Right. God damn it, I love Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield walks up to a microphone like, I'm fucking great, and you all can <laughs> suck my dick. Uh, I love it. I love it. God and, damn and, it. And he's like so smart about it because like they were asking Baker questions again about like uh, coaching decisions or his relationship with the uh, current head coach or whatever. And his, you know, what his response to them was? He was like, "Quit asking me questions to try and get me to goad me into saying things you want for your, you want for your articles." Like, he called, like, reporters out on trying to get him to quote or to say things that could be taken out of context. I love him. He's so good. He's the antithesis. The reason I love him so much is because he's the antithesis of everything that a, fr- that a, that a starting quarterback in the NFL is supposed to be. You're not supposed to talk. You're not supposed to be cocky. You're not supposed to give people headlines. And if you do do all of those things, you're not supposed to be good. <laughs> <laughs> like when you do all that type of shit, you're supposed to be one of those guys that's like, uh, like you're like inconsistent. You're, you're like a, you're like a Tannehill or like a Cutler. You right. know, you're like one of those guys like, ah, you know, why is he trash talking? He ain't very good. Right. That's why I love like when Josh Rosen got drafted. I know Josh Rosen had a really bad year. Um, I mean the entire the Arizona Cardinals were like just dreadful no. even before he took over. Right. So, um. I just loved, like, his, like, when he got drafted. He got drafted by Arizona in the top ten, and they asked him about it. He's like, yeah, I was pretty pissed off. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Please give me more of that. Right. Yeah. Just just express yourself. Yeah. It's not, it, I don't know why it's such the a NFL, stigma. The NFL, you want to know what it is? It's because the NFL doesn't want to become the NBA, where because of the NBA you have so many few pieces, right? You kind of need to, like, coddle your superstars, Right? You kind of need to let the superstars do whatever they want. Because if you don't, then they're going to leave. 
And if, like, if you're, like, a superstar NBA team, right, and your one good player leaves, you go from, like, <laughs> like, if Russell Westbrook left the Thunder, they'd go from, like, a 50-win team to, like, a 25-win team. I mean, look what happened to the Cavs. Right, like, overnight, right? If a player on a football team leaves, unless it's, like, a superstar quarterback, most of the time you can kind of make it work. Um, Sometimes. It, there's, like, very few cases. I'm going to criticize your example since Paul George is playing at okay. an MVP level right. this pa- year. Paul George, okay. I should have said when... I mean, they would still probably... If, not, if James Harden left the Rockets... That's a good one. Yeah, if James Harden left the Rockets, they would... I mean, they'd be scoring 40... First of all, they'd be scoring 40 less points a game. <laughs> um, but I think that's part of I think that's part of it. Right. Like, I think the NFL's, like, has this attitude, like, oh, man, we're not going to let our players do that because we could just replace you. Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo. Like, I don't know. No, you can't. You still can't. Like... You you can try. You can cover. You could cover you know up the. You cover up the boo boo. You can put a bandage on it. You know who's ruined that for everybody? Patriots. Because that's what the Patriots do. Right. They don't let any. They don't let any player be anything. The only one that has a remotely is Gronk. And he's about to leave. And he's about. Well, no, he's about to retire because he can't play anymore. Yeah, he's dead. Saying. He's basically dead. He's basically like a shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a. You talk about a husk like yeah, yeah, Eli Manning. No, that's right. the biggest Gronk. decoy in the NFL right now. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, he's going to retire after this year. I, there's, there's no doubt. But uh, I just wanted to say that leading into uh, a little thing. I I compiled a list of notable uh, stats from this season. Okay. Uh, one we kind of glazed over. Uh, Pat, Pat Mahomes and Ben Roethlisberger became the new members of the 5,000 Club. Uh Whatever else you want to say about it. I know one of us is really happy about one, and one of us is really sad about the other. Yeah. Matt's really sad about his. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even though Zeke didn't play the last game of the year, he still outpaced everybody and had four, 1,400 yards on the ground. Uh, next closest was 127 yards away with uh, Barkley, who Barkley still did break... Uh, 2,000 all-purpose yards. Zeke crazy is a good. beast, dude. Let's talk about a, a couple crazy good young running backs. Man. Saquon Barkley dude, is a freak. He's <laughs> good. Saquon, with that, the, the Michael Jordan leap from the three-yard line. Oh, oh my, my God, God, that was so good. Was like insane. Do you did give you guys, him? Did you guys look? There's actually nobody in front of him when he jumps. He just jumps there for no reason. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, debate. Who gets offensive rookie of the year? Baker, who played in less games and broke Peyton Manning's rookie touchdown record, or Barkley with two thousand purpose yards as a rookie? I think he's the all-time leader in all-purpose yards for a rookie running back. He might be. I don't know of another rookie that broke two K. Uh, Ed, Ed something. Ed, uh, Edgar. And... It goes to Barkley. Oh, Edron James did. Edron James. Um, and there were like two other guys. Yeah, I was did. reading a whole article about it's, it. It's it was... a really good debate, but it goes to Barkley because the media does not like Baker. Well, the media doesn't vote on it. The media yeah. doesn't vote on it. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Wait, 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 does the media actually not like Baker? Well, I mean, he he's not very like media friendly. That's true, I guess. I he think did, he know... doesn't buy their baity questions. <laughs> I'll say this. Fair enough. Had fair Baker enough. won on Sunday against the Ravens, they'd have given it to him. 
Yeah, yeah that's but, probably. But the last image of Baker Mayfield in the 2018 season was throwing the interception. It was a bad pick. Was the it, bad no, interception. No, 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 no. It, it, it was a good throw. If you was listen good... to Romo, if you listen to – the reason why it, it got intercepted pet. is because he's short. It got tipped at the line. Yeah. And um, C.J. Mosley had a good read on it. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the last image of Baker. Romo's, Romo's commentary before that was happening was fucking awesome. He was sitting there screaming, call the timeout, call the timeout, not a good play, call the timeout. And then they don't. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. The, the I only love thing, Cody The Romo. only thing that was telling to me in that exact moment was it was one of those, like, well, here's your chance. Like, Collinsworth about Dak Prescott. Oh, my God, yeah. The, the Tony, Romo, Tony Romo was like, the whole NFL's watching. What you got? Oh, interception. <laughs> It was like one of those holes. Oh. But, it, but it's not going to ruin the rest of his career like Collinsworth did to Dak Prescott. <clears throat> the most legendary commentary moment that I've watched since I started watching football. Oh, Come dude. on, rookie. You want to win rookie of the year? You yep. want to win MVP? Get your team down the field and score a touchdown right now. Incomplete, 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 incomplete. Woo! <laughs> Chris, you got him. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Yeah, uh, the 1,000 yards rusher, rushers this season was – uh, Lindsey, Peterson, Henry, McCaffrey. How the fuck did Peterson get a thousand? Yards? Chris Carson, Joe Mixon, Todd Gurley, and then obviously Joe Bar- Mixon was another quiet one thousand yard rusher. That was a real quiet thousand yards. <laughs> then Barkley and Elliott, of course. Uh, he he was like because everybody else was hurt. He was the only good part of Cincy this year. I guess that's true. Wait, wait. You said Lindsey, Lindsey, Peterson, Peterson, Derrick Henry. Derrick. Okay, hold on a second. Derrick Henry had like 600 yards yeah, of that thousand in the last three games. Dude, Derrick Henry. God had, damn it! Derrick Henry We're had 400 buy- yards rushing through 13 games, then had 600. In I'm, three. I'm buying into Derrick Henry again, Justin. It's happening. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just take no, no, no. Just draft him and sit him until week 13. And give him the Doug Baldwin treatment. But we, like super. Remember Doug what we talked about earlier in the year? That just give him the fucking ball. Yeah, it, it is hap- it mind-boggling. It I happened. don't understand it. Just give him the fucking ball. He's like a six foot four, two hundred and sixty pound running back. Just give him the fucking ball, man. <laughs> He's bigger than some of the defensive linemen, man. <laughs> uh, all right. So, conversely, we only had nine thousand yard rushers. We had twenty thousand yard receivers. Uh, only one of was over sixteen hundred, which was Julio. Uh, out of those 20, there was three tight ends and 17 wide receivers. The four teams that the four teams boasted 2,000 yard receivers. Rams had Cooks and Woods. Kansas City had Hill and Kelsey. Which and, they Hill and Kelsey had over 1,300 yards, and that's never been done before. Nice, I like it. Uh, Minnesota had Thielen and Diggs, and Pittsburgh had Brown and Juju. Right. Had. Oh, <laughs> too soon. Uh, there was ten thousand yard reception, thousand yard reception, ten uh hundred reception seasons this year. Two tight ends, Kelsey and Ertz, and one running back, uh, Christian McCaffrey. He- <laughs> so good, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Remember, had Christian. Just put this into perspective. Christian McCaffrey rushed for a thousand yards. And had a hundred catches. Mm. Remember, remember, holy cow! Remember, Christian McCaffrey was like, "Yeah, he's like basically Cam Newton's backup." And then, like, <laughs> Jesus, 
They just they they named another situation where they decided to finally give him the fucking ball. Was he? D- and then look what happened. Uh-huh. This isn't a fantasy show. So he was the highest scoring skill position player, right? No, no, well, no, no, no. Are you wait? Are you taking quarterbacks out of it? Yes. Skill position. Skill position. position. Last I checked, Gurley was still in first. But Despite that was a not couple, playing the last two weeks. That's my thing. I I think I think it was a couple weeks ago. I think McCaffrey finally overtook him because Gurley was the highest skill position. That is. Absolutely insane. In PPR, he's got to be one or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other seven hundred yard, re- hundred reception. I don't know why I can't get that out. Hundred reception seasons were Julio, Hopkins, Juju, Adams, Thielen, Antonio Brown, and then the reception leader this year was Michael Thomas with one hundred and twenty five catches. Whew, what a bad man. What DeAndre bad Hopkins. Man. 100, how many receptions did he have? Oh, I love this. Some, it was over. He, he had 114. 114. He had 114 receptions, zero dropped passes. Anybody Mad remember minutes. the butt catch? Yeah. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Dude, best receiver in the NFL this year. I think hands down. It was either him or Michael Thomas. One I, of the two. I just, I love Michael They're, Thomas to death. They were like, they were neck and neck for a long time. Right. I just feel like that is a feat. That's a feat. That many catches. Not a one dropped. Holy that's imp- hell! I don't think even I don't think Larry Fitzgerald had that's, ever done that's that. That's no. I think the closest was like two or something that he had. Yeah. After the adjusted, like. Right. Know, yeah. 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 We're talking uh, about magnet hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man. Michael Thomas still had like eighty-eight percent catch completions, which is still really good. And oh. that's that's not including like. Well, that's yeah. That's not away or like, uncatchable. You're talking yeah. about targets. He had 88. percent It just that's yeah. insane and in there, its own right. Uh, we there was the one on the Thursday night game which he had against Carolina, and they didn't give it to him. So I think that I don't know. I don't know if they're going to adjust that or not. But sad adjustments are coming. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a rookie led the league in tackles this year. Uh, Leonard in Indianapolis with 163. That young boys in Indy, man. Yeah. That and Indy defense is sneaky good, dude. Yep. Then uh, actually, Leighton Vanderesh was third in tackles, and I don't think he did. He play every nope. game? No, nope. no, no, he didn't. No, nope. he missed like the first like five games. Yeah, he didn't start until Sean Lee got injured. <laughs> he, oh man! And then he was third in the league in tackles. He is so good at ball hawking, dude. He's 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 Brian Urlacher V two, man. Oh, he he's fun to watch. And he has that. Popped collared fucking. Yep, yep, yep. Oh. That big old back brace. Football's. I love football. <laughs> Why is it over, man? It's not over. It's not yet. over. We got a month. It, it's <sighs> over for Steeler fans. Oh. It's not over. Oh, nah, I'm not saying because of that. I'm just saying, like, there's only, like. And for Packers only, like, fans. Nine games left, man. Thankfully, I'm just as much of a football fan as I am anything else. Right. Uh, so I'm excited still. Let's go. Then. Blake Martinez, Bobby Wagner, and Anthony Hitchens rounded out the top five in tackles. Blake Martinez, big surprise boy this year. Yeah. I believe Bobby Wagner finished this year without a single missed tackle. That's insane. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. If he, if he went for you, you're I, dead. Matt, I saw you get the chills. Yeah, that was a... <laughs> <laughs> you know how hard it is to not miss a tackle? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Especially in the current NFL where you can't like dive at anyone anymore. Yep. Like, holy hell. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Seattle made a really good move of uh, investing in him mm-hmm. and not, like, Sherman and Thomas. Oh, right. for sure, for sure, for sure. Looking at the future, man. Right. Uh, then, obviously, Aaron Donald was your sack leader with 20.5. And then there was 22 he was other. so close. There was 
22 other players that put up double-digit sacks this year. All of them were Khalil Mack. <laughs> One of them was uh, Kansas City's Chris Jones, who right. got a sack in 12 straight games, which is now the NFL record. That's pretty nice. I don't know. I, I don't think so he close. got. I think I think the streak ended at 12. I don't think he got a sack in Week 17 against the Raiders. When the Rams, I know Houston had the, had the strip sack. Yeah, Houston had. I, I was wondering like who like, had your strip sack. Uh, I know D Ford had double digit sacks. Chris yeah. Jones had double digit sacks. I think with Houston that put him at 10. He might have just broke double digits. So it, when the Rams were super up on the Niners during that game on Sunday, why didn't they just like run like a super heavy blitz package? And just let Donald try. No, no, no. Was Donald even playing? He yeah. was playing. Here's the better question. You're Arizona, right? How many wins you got in a year? How many wins? Three? Three. Yeah. Give Donald the record. Please. <laughs> just give it to him. They're not going to do that. The fuck, the fuck do you have to lose? Just what, give him the record, man. Well, just run a super heavy blitz every fucking play and just let him try. The Rams defense isn't the, – the Rams would have actually might have made that game close had they – their defense sucks outside Wait, of Donald. You meant 49ers, not – I went in 49ers. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just making sure. I meant 49ers. It's four wins, I think. Wait a minute. Yeah, but we can't let Nick Mullins die. No, like but wait. The Cardinals played the Seahawks in week 17, and Stat they played them really coming. close. Maybe we'll get a half a sack really here or there. But yeah, this has oh, been mad. this has been a really interesting NFL season. Like the stats and everything. Like as we look back, all the crazy stats we had, all the thousand yards. Remember and, all the questions coming in this year? Like is defense dying? Yeah, what's going on? This has been one of the more impressive defensive years in the NFL. In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Because you've also have like historically bad defensive defense plays. Now, some of that also comes from the fact that I think there I I want I can't wait until we get a, a month or so out and the other like I want to see what the penalty stats compared to other years have been because I feel like I feel like there've been as, as a of, weird amount of penalties this yeah, year. Yeah, as of um they showed it before. They showed it on the CBS pregame show on uh Sunday. And they had Gene Steratore on. Penalties were up by like over two, like there were there were like m- like two or three more called penalties at the at like this point in the season versus last year, and like Gene Steratore's answer as to why was like, well, I mean maybe they're just being told to call more fouls. That was pretty much his answer, and I'm like, know, Gene, that's not a, a good yeah, answer. That's not a good answer. I don't know how to feel about that, but um, I, this has just been a really good uh, NFL year. Before I I have I have one thing I want us to do I know it's like half like putting on the spot because I just thought sort of thought about it but I know we need to go over our preseason predictions I want to go over that first and then before we get jump into power rankings and look forward towards the playoffs and the Super Bowl I want to go around so we have time because I know Corey's got our uh, preseason predictions and stuff together I want us to go around the table and one time and pick our favorite memory from the 2018 regular season. Ooh, that's gonna. That's tough. Yeah, well, you have some time to think about it. I'm going to use the bathroom. Not All right. That, not that the listeners needed to know that, but I'm going to use the bathroom. Corey can get started on our preseason project, uh, projections and how we – if you remember, if you've been a fad pod fatty for a long time, like uh, Angriest and Tom and Ben, some of our closest fad pod fatties, you would know that in the preseason we predicted the records of all the – 32 teams in the NFL, and uh, Corey's about to school us on how good and or bad we did. Take it away, Supreme Overlord Champion of Fad Pod Picks. It's not my work phone. 
Free <laughs> 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 audio listeners for just all of you. Uh, Corey stole Kuiper's phone very early on in the show and shoved it in his pocket. And uh, Kuiper started looking for his phone. And it was really funny. And I kept a straight face as much as I could. I watched Corey do it. And then uh, and then Corey just claimed it was his work phone. <laughs> and then I just reached into Corey's pocket and took it. Uh, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> Matt came in last again. <laughs> Dude, you bit into the Niners. You know what? I don't. I'm not even mad. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the bathroom because I already knew. <laughs> he had uh, 78% right. This isn't, you know, this isn't including like all the games you picked right or wrong or whatever. Yeah, this, this is just basically it's like an accuracy rating, right? Like, like we. It was just compared the records of the teams at the end of the year. Right. Compared to what we had at the end of the year to what. Well, you game know. by game is nearly impossible, and you're pretty much you're you're you're, you're, you're more or less bank. Rate. It's more about the number. Like this team's probably going to win five games. This team's probably going to win eleven games. So basically, out of the five hundred and sixteen, look at it this way: out of the five hundred and sixteen results, Matt had seventy-seven percent of them right. Right. Roughly. So. That's basically the way you look at it. I had uh, 83%, which was third. Um, we did Kuiper, who had... 88. had 88. I believe I had 88. Yeah, and then Jubby had 87. So you Really close, one game me, me and Justin were really, really close. Just edged him out. Um, Man, I'm proud of my 88%. Proud of my 87, I was proud. I'm proud of that. I, I just, uh, you know where I fucked up? Being really down on the Panthers. I wasn't. I nailed, I nailed, uh, I, when Corey asked me about it, I didn't realize, like, I, I was going through everything, I'm like, okay. I think I had, uh, I had five teams exactly right. Uh, I got the Patriots record right. I got the Chargers record right. Um, I got, <laughs> I had the Cowboys right. I had the Cowboys exactly right. Like, their record and their seed. In the playoffs. Um, and then I had Tampa and Atlanta exactly right. There were nine other teams that I was at least one game off. Right. So I was either exactly right or one game off of getting half of the teams in the league exactly right. I was exactly right on a giant group of teams. But Only, then you were, like, really off? I was really off on, like, five teams. Right. And that's what killed me. Well, yeah, all of us got screwed by Jacksonville. Jacksonville kind of screwed everybody. Yeah, um, I got screwed by Jacksonville. My big ones were Jacksonville, Chicago, and Green Bay. I I think I had I think I had Chicago at like nine and seven. I think is what I had them going. So I think I just didn't take the L as much. My biggest problem was I was I my my big one was um like the teams that did really bad right. that I didn't think would do as bad as they did. Like I had the Jets going like six and ten. Mm-hmm. And they ended up not wait. Well, it might have been seven and nine. Whatever it was, there was a lot of teams that won like three or four games that I was that I was picking to win like six or seven. Mm-hmm. So I was taking like three game and four game differences like everywhere. Yeah, I but then the, I would get like a bunch of teams exactly right, or like one t- like a, a lot of teams won off. So it kind of equaled out. I took like, what a six point hit on the Panthers. Oh, that's right. You were really high. I on had the them Panthers. go low. I had them going two and fourteen. I had uh I also had Texans 
Fuck me. I had pegged as the worst team in the NFL. Well, what'd you have the Texans going? Not good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I got the Texans right. I predicted them going 11-5. I said that in the text, I said I had the Jags and the Texans uh, got me for 16 points, and I know I had Jacksonville off by nine, so they got me for six. Texans got me how, for seven. How also about had the Colts uh, record in seed, right? Me? I did. I did. How about that? How hey. about I? I had both six seed wild card teams right. It's pretty good. So like all of the, <laughs> all of the things that needed to go right week seventeen <laughs> for me to be right about those two teams, I didn't even realize it. Like I was almost kind of rooting for Philadelphia to not make the playoffs because I wanted Minnesota to get in, and like when. Philly won. I'm like, oh, cool. They got the they got the six seed. And then Corey asked me to do this thing, and I was like, oh my god, I forgot I picked them to be the seed. <laughs> I forgot I picked Philly to be the six seed. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just did my adjusted completion percentage because you know stat changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have been at 89 if it wasn't for those four teams. If I tick off my four worst. Ooh, damn, dude! Holy shit! Oh, taking off your four worst would be in it. Even, I mean, a lot of us would probably be right around. I don't know. There. In general, like I, I get, I was last, but I still had seventy-seven percent like game pick correction. Right? That, that's yeah. basically seventy-seven percent is pretty good. It's more like 70, you could put you not, could put me on Fox NFL Sunday. Not, I could pick them better than Bradshaw. Not like it wasn't really game. It was like result. Right. I guess you would say because you it, we, like Corey said earlier when you were in the bathroom, like it's not about how you went every single game. It was just about the record itself and how far off you were. Yeah, that's fair enough. So, if you guys send me the Google Docs, I can work on that though. I think I could just share I, yeah, them. Yeah, I you. could share them. Or yeah, they're you, all mine. Yeah, they're all Kuiper. I would just, so share, just share them with all of yeah, them. Yeah, you could just share it, and so Corey can get into that, and we can go over it. Uh-huh. Oh man, that's gonna be. <laughs> no, the Corey's gonna be like, "All right, guys, so um, we're actually a lot worse." They're <laughs> 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 so gonna be like, "Yeah, Matt seventy-seven is now a fifty-four." <laughs> Kuiper's 88 is now a 60. (laughs) But if we're just going off of how close we were on the records, which I still think, you know what? Damn it, that's impressive. Right? Yeah, it's good. Fat pod boys. We have been right a lot this year. All right? Everybody go around the table and say what we were right about. Oh, my God. There were so many things. Uh, The Falcons is The Falcons is probably our biggest right. Yeah. People were picking the Falcons to go to the Super Bowl. And we were telling you back in May that they weren't even going to make the playoffs. Damn it. Some of us were right here and there. Some of us were wrong here and there, I guess. I, mean, I was wrong about the Texans. We had our. Big, I, I took a big oof. You on took, the Texans. but I took the big win because I I defended. I played Texan defender back in you the preseason. Did. I took a fat L on Jimmy Graham. <laughs> He's still sleeping. <laughs> Jimmy you Graham's took, still sleeping. You took two big fat L's. You took a fat L for Jimmy. You took a fat L for Baker. Yeah, I, did. I took a fat L for Rosen. Oh boy. Oh my God. Yeah, he was. The, he's been the worst rookie quarterback. I don't know if it's like personnel or what but it just, we took a fat l on allen yeah not we really, really though no. <laughs> i think allen's played pretty well no nope. he, he willed he's, them to all things considered allen led the league in off target throws but he also broke a rushing record that hasn't been broken since mike vick did it so like you know you want to know what josh allen is josh allen's fun he's not like a like he, he's, oh. the, he's the perfect Buffalo quarterback. Right. He's like, like if we ranked like the 32 starting quarterbacks, you would only go to 31 and you would just leave Josh Allen off. 
They're like, why'd you leave Josh Allen off? And you're like, he's he's just fun. <laughs> like, you can't really, like, where do you put him? The special needs class. You know, oh. <laughs> like, oh, man. Really so much fun. Like, like across the 50, he's like... Bubbles was fun in fucking Trailer Park Boys. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but, like, across the 50, Josh Allen's, like, Joe Montana. <laughs> but, like, on his own 50, he's, like... I don't know. A little better than Peterman. Like, <laughs> it's weird. I'll, I'll feel a lot better when I could see him throw a screen pass that's not totally wild and off the target. Someone, I mean, he has time. He has time to grow. Like if you take those running skills and he develops into a thrower even a little bit, it's gonna be good. My one of the guys during the I was watching the I was watching the highlights of the Dolphins Bills game. And whoever the play-by-play guys was for that game, he was like, Josh Allen throws some of the most incredible incomplete passes. Like, they're, like, spectacular to watch. <laughs> like, the dude throws it like... he's Like, the dude's running like a... I don't know, like, Zay Jones is running like a seam route. Right? And Josh Allen throws it, and he throws it, like, 20 yards past Zay Jones. <laughs> like, Zay Jones is at the 20, and the ball lands in the end zone. If people are like... Wow! <laughs> look at the arm on that look, boy. Look at the arm on Josh. Josh just has no control over it. <laughs> Josh Allen's like Pat Mahomes irresponsibly. Hey, okay, he, he, taught. Pat Mo- Josh Allen's is Toby Maguire Spider Man when he wakes up. With the <laughs> I think he can. I think he could be. I think he could. I think he could be okay. No, I I don't know. Well, this, it's just so hard because, like, like you said, the perfect analogy is like, man, like, he runs, he's really athletic. He had a couple huge plays, like the one deep bomb he threw like two right. weeks ago was incredible. He had the the dropped hail mary that he threw into the end zone that Charles Clay's pretty much flat out dropped. Mm-hmm. And uh, but man, like you're right, like man, he's throwing a screen pass and th- that ball like. Kills the assistant coach right. on, like, on the opposing bench. He needs to. He needs to. On first of all, he needs to throw a catchable ball. Like he's throwing slant routes at like ninety miles per hour, mm-hmm. and like, all right, you need to take something off. Like, it can't be a hundred percent every time you throw the ball. It. Uh, Those are things that can be coached and fixed yeah, with time, like, though. He should look how. Look at quarterbacks I'm not ready and to how like how they're off just yet how their percentage increased it doesn't their percentages don't increase that much they're people that like are good passers usually stay at the same people that are bad passers cam newton everything their percentages don't really go up uh so cam newton's completion percentage went massively up because yeah, he kept season. dumping it off to mccaffrey <laughs> saying he kept throwing like swing routes to yeah, mccaffrey sure. he found an answer well, okay. Let's get let's get Josh Allen. All right. All Panthers right. are going to trade Christian McCaffrey. Oh my to Buffalo. Goodness. Find your answer. You have to find your answer. They but, just have to do something. I'm I'm not I'm even Rosen. I'm not ready. I'm to not just writing write off Rosen. Rosen's still extremely accurate. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm not. I'm not writing off. I I understand the uh, I, I, concerns. Yeah. I want to. I'm I'm not going to put it completely on him, like because he doesn't have any wide receivers, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it's like that's what I'm saying. Like he can't complete a seam route that's 
closer to 20 yards away or mm. whatever. It's just, we, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of criticisms about, I mean, the five rookies all have things that, like, they need to do better. Like, Sam Darnold just stopped turning the ball over. He's, yeah. Good Lord, is he a turnover machine. Like, my Lord. Lamar needs to learn how to, and I don't mean this in an insultive way. Let the plays develop. He needs to learn how to, like, yeah. He needs to learn, like, actually how to quarterback a team. He's mm-hmm. like the, uh, uh, Darnold is like the, uh, the Model T uh, manufacturing plant to Peterman's conveyor belt. Sure. And the only thing Baker, re- the only thing yeah. Baker you know really needs to kind of work on is like his, and he got better, he got better at it over the course of the year. But I don't know if he got better at it or if the offensive line got better. Like a lot of those sacks he was taking really early on were like on him. Yeah, like Baker's po- the ball too Baker's long. pocket awareness is like not very good, and it's primarily because he played at Oklahoma and he just stood back there for eternities. And just threw the ball all over the place. So he got better at it as the year progressed. He became one of the least sacked quarterbacks, like the right. Yeah. So, but that, mm-hmm. but like I said, that's what I'm saying. Like it might have just been his offensive line got better, right? Versus <laughs> he actually like developed. Like, okay, let me not hold on to the ball. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Um. Man, it's been a really good regular season. Well, oh, we were supposed to pick our favorite regular season. Well, moment. yeah. Let's before we uh, segue into our final power rankings and yes. we can start looking towards playoffs and yes. doing about that. Yes. Or, or maybe do we want it? Cause we talked a bunch about the Browns. Like we did that. That was kind of like our pseudo Browns watch for you, Ben. If it's not enough, shoot me a DM. <laughs> it won't be enough. Uh, we're, I, I think we're going to try to segue away from the next few weeks away from like the team watches because you guys suck and your team's going to make playoffs. So, we can't. What are we supposed? What supposed, are we going to talk they, about? How are we supposed to talk about the Bills, Browns, and 49ers since, two since weeks from now? Y'all like talking to me for some reason the most. Shoot me some DMs and texts. Um, I'm still working on getting you unblocked from Kuiper, Ben. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing. It just all all you patrons shoot me a DM. The things you want us to talk about since none of your teams made the playoffs now. <laughs> and I don't know what to do. We can't be like, oh, man, the wild card weekend's over. What about Nick Mullins, guys? <laughs> no offense, Tom. I just... What would the 49ers have gone had Jimmy Garoppolo not gotten hurt? Eight and eight. Nine and seven. Ten and six. I think eight and eight. I think Barring is, every everything else happens. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't get injured, uh, Kittle doesn't break the record. I think he spreads the ball around more than Possibly. Mullins forcing the ball to Kittle. Not Possibly. that I'm not I'm not, I'm not trying to like. If take... Mullins forced the ball to Kittle, he would have had those five yards. <laughs> That's true. You, you're right, though. Anyway, Damn. so all right, so you guys shoot me a message on uh, anywhere. You some of you talk to me on Discord. Sometimes you talk to me through phones. Anything, anything you want us to talk about or pay close attention to over the course of the playoffs and the Super Bowl, the floor is yours. Tell me. It goes to any Patreon, anyone who signs up on our Patreon. Shoot me a message, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Matt, Matt's like our Patreon caretaker. Yeah, he's a Patreon guy. Hey. So anyway, uh, let's let's go around. Um, Justin. I'll start. I'll definitely start. I had it 
before you even said it. It is fucking Quentin Nelson screaming and pancaking a guy. There is nothing <laughs> that brings me more pleasure in my life than a big-ass, wonderful man of an offensive lineman just running up to a dude, screaming at the top of his lungs, and making him die. <laughs> and that is really exactly funny. what happened in that situation. <sighs> Quentin Nelson, please come on the he show. He is the only person that has made me want to buy a jersey from somebody that is not a Packer. I want a Quentin Nelson jersey. That man makes me happy. That man does amazing things. I love him. That's, come on my I podcast, please. I love it. <laughs> All right, I, I'm going to name two. One is my homer. So my homer favorite moment of the season was the first primetime game against the Broncos where Mahomes finally put on like a big show. He did the left-handed pass, the, the crazy back end zone pass to Marcus Robinson, putting the team on his back late in the fourth to take the lead and winning the game for the team. That was like the first big test for Mahomes and just like that moment and the way it hyped me as I was watching that game and the emotions that swept over me. I was already like a Mahomes fanboy. But that was like one of those first times where I feel like I came into our podcast that day and was like, MVP, MVP. And then my favorite not Homer moment and just favorite moment in general is the Dolphins hook and ladder win. That was so good. Uh, if, if not tied with Pat McAfee getting to call Matt Prater. Of all the games he could call, it had to be that one. I, dude, if you watch that game, he started legendary quarterback Matt Prater out here to attempt a field goal. <laughs> 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 so, like, I, it's not like something that happened like NFL has. It's just I love that Pat McAfee got to color content or. Co- or Commentate. Commentate a game. I, uh, the Miami hook and ladder, for real. That play was the hypest shit in the world. I was so mad that the Packers couldn't score and make that an actual game so that Red Zone would play more of that game so I could listen to Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was Go color commentating. I didn't know he was color commentating that game. And they cut to like that play, and and I hear Pat McAfee no, going I just, off. I hear, I just hear a "Let's go," and I was like, <laughs> "Who? What? Who is that?" Let's go! Let's go! Look at look at the form! Oh, perfect! Steps back, not even just throws it wide open. And I'm like, man, and I'm listening to this, but I was like looking down at my phone when I heard it at first, and for some reason, like I thought my dad was playing a uh, for the brand. Like tweet that Pat McAfee always does after a special teams person does a fake. I thought like he was playing a tweet on his laptop, and I look up. No, he doesn't even have his laptop next to him. He just it's coming from the TV. And I'm like, is Pat McAfee color commentating this game? <laughs> and I lost it. He's so good. What's he uh, doing in the WWE? He does like pre-show stuff. Okay. He's doing all a bunch of shit. Like he goes on like the pre-shows and he talks about like. The things that are coming up and like pay per views and stuff. He's actually really, really good. Yeah, he's, so. a, he's a good. He's a good he, personality. Yeah, he he found he found his place as a great personality. Oh, mm-hmm. He's gonna be one of them staple guys for a long, long time. All right, Kuiper, your favorite moment of the season. All right, well, I guess I have a homer one as well. Beating the Patriots. There you go. Um, that was in a. Season. That was the most hyped I've ever seen you about a Steelers win before. I I was. Just and I understand that like the year ended poorly, and it was almost like in that moment I knew the year was gonna end poorly. That feeling when that when that incomplete pass fell down and that clock hit zero when we beat them, that was 
it's almost like to say the least it's yeah it's almost like we needed the team to (laughs) self-destruct in order to like how how do i want to explain it's almost like in order to like defeat it was almost like the patriots were godzilla Mm -hmm. it was almost like you realize like well looks like we gotta set off a nuke to stop godzilla i'm not a steelers fan I popped off and hugged my friend Ryan, who is a Steelers fan. Oh my god! Like that—that that was just the 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 Matt, That was so cathartic in so many ways. Like at that point, I was like, you know what? We're not winning the Super Bowl this year. We're not even gonna go. We might not even go to the playoffs. But that moment was just so good. Um, not Homer picks. I think I might have two. The first one's gonna shock you. Baker against the Jets. Oh, when he came in? That was... Oh, we were, we were all hanging yeah, out together. We were holding a Buffalo a Wild despite, Wings. Despite that, who was that guy that you said I blocked that wants me unblocked? Oh, no, whatever oh, his name is. Oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, whatever his name is. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, surrounded by Browns fans, which made me mad, but just having my boy, my dude, the one, the one guy that was like, he's my guy. He's my favorite collegiate player ever. And he's the one. The whole time we were sitting, I was just sitting there talking to myself. I was like, let him be the guy. Let him be the one. Let him be the one that wins them a game, please. And not only does he win the game, but he comes in halfway through the game and just which And granted, of course, I preface it by saying, obviously, the Jets have been playing their third game in 10 days and all that nonsense. But <laughs> that one. And I think the, I think the other one was Aaron Rodgers week one coming back in after the injury. That had me. That okay. was, that was just like, that would be a Homer pick if I had one. Cause that's like basically the only good thing. God, that was just like, mm, fair um, enough. That was that, that and like God. confirming, putting the fucking nail in the goddamn coffin. Devontae Adams is an incredibly talented receiver in the top 10. Stop. Wait, what's going on? Anyway, <laughs> I mean, who? I, Devontae the, Adams. just the who? whole, cause that whole, <laughs> Who? Like, that whole moment was just like, holy crap, like, the Packers season is over. Which it kind of was. <laughs> yeah. In hindsight. Yeah. Um, But, like, just him coming back in and, like, obviously the last throw that won the game wasn't really him. It was mostly Randall Cobb. The only good play he made that season. But, my God, like, the two throws he made, just, like, heaving it and pretty much, like, leaning backwards on one foot was just, like, the was some of the craziest stuff. So, like, that... And Baker coming in week three and winning the Browns their first game. And that was just really cool. Those are probably my two favorites. Outside of the Steeler one. Now, week seven, this last game for the Packers, what a horrible probably last game for Randall Cobb. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming yours has to be the Breeze record. Yeah, like it's... That's not... Uh, the, no question. Right. I, uh, you that, were crying when that happened, right? I was actually in tears. Yeah. So. Like, that, that... Like, I didn't expect... That was like, a magical a big, moment. That's up there. Oh, shit. I kind of want to put that up there, too. I got a little choked up when that happened. Like, when Breeze broke the record. Right. Ooh, man. Yeah, that's... That's... It, my Homer pick and yeah, I wasn't expecting such a big spectacle. It was cool. Right. And then they flagged it. Yeah, wow. they, like, they yeah. kicked that ref in the dick. The, <laughs> the NFL stopped it and everything, and had the like 
the presidents or whatever come out and handle the ball yeah, with the, the white dude, gloves. Yeah, and the everything. dude from the Hall of Fame came out with white gloves for the ball, and then the ref was like, "All right, that's enough." <laughs> <laughs> Stupid ass. No fun here. It's a no fun zone, dude. But it's uh, some bullshit. I think my not Homer pick is just anytime Baker had a big play, just watching him run down the field, flailing his arms. That is my. The, he, I mean, he did that at Oklahoma, right? Which is like my every time when he was in college, that was like my favorite thing. Whenever he completed play, I would just find a different gif of him doing the arm thing mm. when he would run down the sidelines, sprinting, waving his arms. I would just find a different gif of it <laughs> every time. So like when he when because he, he had it, he did it against the Ravens. He did the whole Baker run, and it was yeah. just like. God, why does he got to play for them? Feeling dangerous. God, I want him to play for somebody else. Man, that sucks. Oh, well. He's perfect for them. He you really can, is. Yeah, like, you can you can run up and down all you want. It's about, like, you know, don't want to be the Browns. He is, he is a Browns quarterback. He is the most Browns quarterback they will have. He matches the attitude. And... He matches the uh, unbelievability of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, coming into the season, the reason I was so low on Baker Mayfield is one, I don't watch much college, so I looked at it from a very, you know, uh, from a, you were you looked at it objective. from a from a, almost from like a entirely objective standpoint. Yeah, you kind of looked at it as just a okay. Let me just see what the people are saying about him, and you saw that he was short, and he played in a warm weather school. Right. And in a conference that plays no defense, and he was small and short, and, yeah. you know. I mean, so you look at it from, you know. This weird mixture of, like, he's accurate, but not as accurate as Breeze, but he's athletic, but not as athletic as Russell Wilson. So, like, he's this weird medium between Breeze and Russ, the two quote-unquote small quarterbacks. I mean, they are small. Right. But, I don't know. I think there's been some really good, I mean, the DeAndre Hopkins butt catch. Oh. Was crazy. Saquon this whole year was crazy. Just like, watched him rush for two, 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 sixty-one yards. Mm-hmm. The, the run Saquon had on Thursday night football against the Eagles. Do you remember? Oh yeah. That run went for like eight yards. Uh-huh. But he, it was like the most spectacular eight yards I've ever seen in my life. Where he went like backwards like six times. But then forwards and juked like six different people. It was an eight-yard run. But he made like four different people miss before he was finally brought down. Right. It was so good. It was just like one of the... like I was like, wow, that, that's one of the most spectacular eight-yard runs. Also, there were a lot of really good Sunday night football games. Oh, yeah. Like, dude. They- the fir- first of all, the first one of the season, which was Chicago Green Bay. Right. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Um... Dallas Houston was really good back before like everyone knew Houston was going to be good and Dallas had a more that was a good game. Um New England Kansas oh City. Oh my god, New England Kansas City was insane. Um Oh my god. I mean there were some bad ones. Like there was like the the Kansas City Cincinnati one. Oof. Which was well, bad. That wasn't bad for me. Well, it wasn't bad for you, but no, yeah, no, was, I understand for television wise. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it got real boring. Um I mean, even like Seattle and Kansas City was really good. Man, watching Seattle play football this year, really fun, actually. It was. Very like, very just like 
in your face. Rams, Rams, Bears, despite it being low scoring, was really fun to watch just because it was like, wow. Oh, what was like, the one that the uh, no offense to Corey? It was the Dallas New Orleans a Sunday night. That game? was Thursday. Oh, that was Thursday. Okay. That was the My best. Bad. That My was bad. the most entertaining <laughs> defensive game all year. Yeah, because it was just like tense, like the the amount of like stupid BS that was happening in that game. Uh, now there were a lot of really really good Sunday night football games this year, and I thought that was really surprising. Um, As usual, there were. Not very many standout Monday night football games because not, I mean, not only is ESPN's broadcast crew not good, I don't know if I should say that about an entire company when we're just like a little podcast, but like, no, you can't, no, fuck it. Jason Witten, uh, they really tried to get the next Tony Romo. Joe Tessitore, not in the sports media. This is, well, I am, but <laughs> I am not in the well, sports media. Let me, say, let me say this Joe Tessitore is right. an. Excellent play-by-play commentary. Oh yeah, no, he he was the Joe, highlight. Joe Tessitore is phenomenal. Like I he, can I can only think about that he was really good, but he, Booger going up and down the field in his little electronic chair, blocking people from seeing the game, and basically John Maddening everything. Oh, right now this guy was offside, so that's a flag, and that's gonna hurt him. And then like the the color commentary to that from Witten back would be like, oh, this is not the start you want. You don't want that kind of penalty. Unless it was something to do with a tight end, Jason Witten didn't know what he was doing. It, there were there were like some there there were like Monday Night Football games that were like competitive and close and dramatic, but they were between like crappy teams. Also true. Yeah. So like we had like that San Francisco Giant, San Francisco 49ers and the New York Giants game <laughs> that we commentated live here. That won me money. That game that game didn't that game didn't mean anything, but that game came down to the to the wire. So it had a lot of games like that where it was just like, oh man, this game's like kind of I guess that's true. Close. Like, like the Carolina New Orleans game was really close down the stretch, but my God, was the game boring as sin. Mm. Like nothing happened in that football game. <laughs> I look, I like turned the game on, and I'm like, all right, cool, I turned the game on, and then like, I I like blinked, and it was the third quarter, and the score was like nine to seven, and I'm like, ooh, what happened? <laughs> so. Couple good Thursday night games too. A lot of good primetime games. Let's just say that. Some really solid primetime games this year. Minnesota and the Rams was nuts. God. Good lord. Was that a nutty Remember when people were like, wow, that's gonna be a preview for the NFC championship. Ooh, they didn't realize Kirk Cousins was playing still. Kirk Ouch. Cousins is like he still only has like twenty percent win ratio against teams with a winning record or something like that. They were talking also about Also the San- the Seattle Green Bay game on Thursday. Was really good. It was. <laughs> it was really good. No, it was. It made me mad, but like it was really good. Mm-hmm. You have a single player get four sacks in a game and you don't win. That sucks. Well, you know, sometimes it really do be that way. Sometimes it really do be Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson things that way. Yeah. So speaking do we, of uh, wait, what do we, we, were you gonna go into the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want this time. We, the regular season has been great, but we're done. It is also over. Imagine like whoosh. That was us washing over the regular season. Now it's uh, playoff football. Everything's different. Oh, Everything can you imagine different. Did, can you imagine? Like, is it? Can we just like realize real quick that we did seventeen weeks of this show? Okay, well, we have been we have been like, podcasting for, since um, April. Well, this yeah, is episode like, thirty three. We did like yeah, yeah. We did like an entire football. season. We're middle aged now, guys. We made it thirty three episodes, and we did an entire. We didn't miss a week. We had a couple of rough patches where maybe an episode forgot to get uploaded. Or like last we week late. of Christmas, we were late. But we seventeen weeks, seventeen episodes, we fucking killed it. Last week was the uh, was the 
Corey and Jub show. Yep. That's very true. It was, you not, it, you was really, uh, it was really calm and nice. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we just talked about, like, stats and how fun life is. Right. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're much less interesting without you guys. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, we, we are in the playoffs. Football games matter more. You find out what your team's really made of. Mm-hmm. And things just games feel different. Like uh, you only have good matchups. There's no bad teams playing. Houston. <laughs> but it's just it's just one of you those know things. What? Where, like oh, you know what, into our power rankings. No, that's what I'm getting to. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. This because like we're well. I guess spoiler. I guess Corey has not playoff teams in his power rankings. Mm-hmm. But like uh, in general, I was gonna rank. My power rankings go through twelve. Like me too. Yeah. Same. Okay. I'll just go first and start at thirty-two. All right. Uh, I won't go into them or anything really. Okay, it's right. Unless if you just ask me. Yeah. Uh, thirty-two Arizona, thirty-one Oakland, thirty Buffalo, twenty-nine Miami, twenty-eight Lions, twenty-seven Jacksonville, twenty-six Tampa, twenty-five Denver, twenty-four Tennessee, twenty-three Cincinnati. 22 Washington, 21 New York Jets, 20 New York Giants, 19 San Francisco, 18 Carolina, 17 Green Bay, 16 Houston, 15 Minnesota, 14 Atlanta, 13 Cleveland, 12 Pittsburgh, uh, 11 Philadelphia, 10 Dallas, 9 Indianapolis, 8 Seattle, 7 Baltimore, 6 Chargers, 5 New England, Four Kansas City, three Rams, two Chicago, one New Orleans. Man, I like the Texans placement because they're the only, I would say, sham team in the playoffs this year. Like, I was right about them saying they could make the playoffs and be good, but at the same time... Their schedule. Yeah. Who? Cupcakey. That's why... And And they still needed, like, some dramatic, like... Come from behind wins, right? It's just, I don't know. Man, this 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 season was like a layup for Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like fight to get into the playoffs, and the team you got in that you got to play is a team you've already played twice. And after you destroy them, the team that you that historically fails against you in the playoffs, you get to play next. Yep. And uh, just give just give him a big old layup. Big old lab. He'll recover his own fumble while he's throwing himself his own pass while uh, Jeff Triplett comes back from retirement to call forward progress on the next play so the sack doesn't count. Jeez. And then they score 10 points in one play. Damn. First time ever. I'm going to cry. <laughs> All right, Justin, who are your top 12? All right, we'll go from the bottom up. Yeah, Number 12 is the Heagles. Really? You think the Heagles are – you don't believe in Nick Foles? I mean, like, objectively, no. Uh, fair enough. It's your <laughs> Subjectively, power he's going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, that's scary. It's scary uh, that he got in. Kirk Cousins, why did you do this? Because he's bad. Uh, <laughs> I did that really loud. Uh, number 11, I have the Cowboys. I don't trust Dak Prescott. Disrespectful. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Yep. Choking on my water over uh-huh. here, though. I, 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 I don't trust Dak Prescott as far as I can throw him. I'm not a very strong man. Well, 
What's up? How do you not cover just one receiver? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's all they have. Oh, well, Cole Beasley makes I, a catch every now and again. Yeah, but Michael I mean, Gallup, I mean, he exists. Well, you... I guess Zeke. I don't know. I, don't know, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't he does make any see sense. the most eight-man boxes. He does. Him. I mean, he's really he's really good. And Makes it really easy good. to get Cooper you, one-on-one because right. if you... You start doubling him, they realize it, and they just draw to Zeke. Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, that, I don't trust him. So your all. bottom two teams are the two teams from the NFC East. Yeah, because uh, they have quarterbacks that I don't trust. All right. And you don't trust Nick Foles? No. I mean, to actually. be fair, Nick Foles went to the playoffs a couple years ago and lost. Right. I don't actually. Like I don't Eli actually Manning. trust Nick Foles. Like, like it's a it's a really good meme that he's going to run through and win the Super Bowl. But I mean, he's not a great quarterback. Oh, you don't trust it. The reverb. You don't trust him. Hit the reverb. Oh, Hit the reverb. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big <laughs> Dick Nick. No, I don't. Oh, that's sadness. <laughs> um, number ten, I have the Ravens. Oh, look, it's another quarterback that I don't trust. Yeah, but that defense. Mm-hmm, and he's gonna. And then if he's gonna get hurt, and Joe Flacco's gonna come in, and they're gonna win the Super Bowl. But until that happens, I have him at number ten. This is all the plan. All right, so. Joe Flack has been studying the past few weeks, and he's going to be like, <laughs> "We haven't. Seen, I didn't know I could run the ball." Playoff Flacco. <laughs> we have not seen playoff Flacco in quite some time. He's right. been charging up. Oh no! This is when Lamar gets knocked out, and Flacco plays himself into a contract. Yep. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Here it comes. Joe Flacco is going to run for 400 yards in the playoffs. Uh, nobody's ready. <laughs> it's coming, dude. Anyway, uh, number nine, I have the Texans. Um, despite them having a pillowy, soft little baby boy schedule, um, D- D- Deshaun Watson is gonna eat a lot of sacks. He's gonna eat a lot of sacks, and still he makes things happen with with like getting killed in every play. When he forces the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, exactly. because everything's a seventy thirty ball. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then as long as he's got magnet hands on your team, you magically find receptions. You have the potential to win football games. Did you see the video of DeAndre Hopkins from 2017 when he walks up to the assistant coach of, like, the Titans or something? And he, I guess it was, like, an old guy that used to work for the Texans, and DeAndre walks up to him, and the guy goes, I'm going to tell you the truth, man. You're the, best, you're the best receiver in the league. And DeAndre goes, I know. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. He just, like, I've looks seen at him, that. Like, just, like, stone face, like, yeah. Yeah, what about it? Yeah, what about it? We been new. It was so funny. <laughs> I, love, I love Nuke. Nuke's good. Number eight, I have the Seattle Seahawks. Um, man, what a what a good running team! What a good Russell Wilson you have! What a great time. Russell Wilson you have! What what a, what a what a great deep ball Tyler Lockett you have! What a good late season Doug Baldwin! Right, <laughs> didn't see him this year because he was hurt. He still had some great in the past I mean, in like week few weeks. Sixteen against the Chiefs. He had like that was touchdowns. his first. That was yeah. his first uh, fully healthy game. That was the first game he walked into without an injury designation. Yeah, well, and he played really well. So uh, he will play really well in the playoffs. Yeah, but that was that was also against I, the worst uh, defense historically <laughs> in the NFL. I believe. I believe Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett have a perfect quarterback rating. That's kind of hot. I'm pretty sure it's perfect. It's crazy, man. How how he so. stepped up. I called that by the way. You'd, if you guys want to know that, if you want to go back and look in the episodes. Ooh, hashtag Fat yeah. Pod Boys are right. Yeah, I, I called the title locker would be amazing this year, and I was correct. That's cool. Part he had, of well, he had, uh, he had a stretch of games in the middle of the season that he wasn't. It was like 
three catches, 29 yards. A touchdown. Like but it would be a touchdown or yeah. something. It, a couple of them weren't. That's true. Yep. yep. Right. Uh, then uh, number seven, I have the Indianapolis Colts. It's, uh, it's Andy Luck time, boys. Very, very happy that I get to see them in there, especially... Especially with, the, I just want to see uh, Quentin Nelson get a ring his first year. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I, I would love that. Is, but, there, uh, is there any? Well, yeah, the, I know there's one, but is there any other teams besides Chicago you don't want to see win a Super Bowl this year? Other than Chicago, um, I don't want the Patriots to win a Super Bowl. Okay. Um, I don't want the Texans to win a Super Bowl. I don't want the Ravens to win a Super Bowl. I don't want the Cowboys to win a Super Bowl. I would love it if Nick Foles got another Super Bowl. So, I mean, that, that's the that's a good chunk of the list right God, now. God, would that cause some turmoil? Oh, my God, I want it what so bad. What the hell would you do? You, I, I, what I the know. hell do you do if you're know. Philly? I gave you the scenario. It's almost like, like of course they want to win again. But man, like at the same time, you're like, holy, like, what do we do? Apparently, like, I mean, these are the reports before he goes in and wins him another Super Bowl. The reports going in that no matter what the outcome is, they're getting rid of Foles at the end of the season. Wow. Wentz is their guy. Wentz is their boy. Wentz. Traded up for him. What's going to happen when he gets hurt again next year? They got to put in Nate Sudfeld. Hey, hey, hey. You know, he'll complete one great pass and fuck up the rest of the game. Right. Um,. Then you have number six, the Chicago Bears. Okay. Uh, don't trust that offensive scheme. What? All right. No, no you're fine. No, you're fine. I mean, I just... It's more about you just don't trust Mr. Trubisky. That's fair I enough. mean, I guess, but like... Matt Nagy is you, a genius. You, oh, he, he's, he is a genius, but you've seen it. You've seen where the Bears, like... Like, can't score. Was there a meme that... They've had, they've had like, 56-point games, and they've had, like, fucking, like, what... Uh, what a nine-point game! That's true, I guess. Like could, it, it happens. Like it, it's not gonna always work because it's weird. Mm-hmm. Could Mitch Trubisky not complete a pass to the left side of the field for? Was that a thing? I can't remember. I th- I vaguely remember something like that, but I don't know for sure. Okay. You have a great the, the scheme is really good. I've worded it wrong. You have a great offensive scheme. I, I, you, Kuiper's right. I don't trust him. All right. I, 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 it should be towards this is your the, power. The, the this is your power ring, you It should be towards the grouping of all the quarterbacks I don't trust, but uh, that defense. Right, this is really good. I think I think you need a quarterback that you can trust to win a Super Bowl, and I know that's why I don't think the Bears are going to make it. But uh, we'll see. Number five is the Chargers. I was going to put them higher on this list, but uh, they looked really weird. Last two um, weeks, they've been yeah. playing like ass. Yeah, they looked really weird the last two it's weeks. kind of like that they finally got the Chiefs monkey off their back, and then it's like they breathed a sigh of relief, not realizing, oh, shit, we got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Right. It was. I mean, they, they were still winning games for the most part, but it was... Well, they beat Denver. They didn't beat Baltimore. Right. They, they beat, played like ass against Denver for the most part, too. Yeah, Baltimore, they got swallowed by the defense. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Denver, they, they played really bad most of the time. They squeezed it out, but, like, man... Like I said, I originally had them pegged as number three on this list. And then, uh, man, not anymore. Mm, mm-hmm. they, they fell a few spots. Number four, I have the Patriots. Um, they're, they're, they're the Patriots, guys. They have a home playoff game. That yeah, now, the they, now they have. Ch- Tom, I was just reading this. Tom Brady's won, I think, 77% of his games. He's reached the AFC Championship 76% of all seasons he's played. 
So if he makes it again and he wins his home game, he goes up to like 78 or 79. He's made it to the AFC Championship as often as he wins a regular football game. It's fucked up. It's not right. It's yeah. the GOAT. The GOAT GOAT. That's the GOAT. It's the Patriots. That's what you're going to get. You see what you're going to get. You're going to get it. You're going to get them going to the championship game because they get to play at home the whole time. Until the championship game. Now this that's where it might get a little different. But I mean There's only one team that they would go on the road to play in the championship game and that team's not gonna make it to the championship game. I think so. I at least I at least I like objectively I think so. But I mean Colts. Uh <laughs> but then they'll lose. Uh number two I have the Rams. Uh they Wait, number two. Number three. No, so number three at the Chiefs. I have to skip number three. Number three at the Chiefs. Um, man, man is that a great offense? Man is that a bad defense? Too bad the offense is so good that it doesn't matter. They're the only offense in NFL history to score twenty six points in every game. They're also the first team in NFL history to score fifty points and lose a game, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's they're, like, they're like a team meant for you. Like, oh, I don't know how to why. No, because like they're just so they're so chiefy. They're so chiefy. Yeah, <laughs> like they're just dramatic and fun, and they lose when they score fifty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Number two, I got the Rammy Rams. They're gonna ram a lot of people in these playoffs. I don't know. I mean. I mean, as long as Targurley's okay, you, you could you could go and shout up and down the hills all you want, but C.J. Anderson did that. Look who they played. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, they, no, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. Played. I just, the Cooper Cup stuff, you're starting to see some of the chinks in the armor. Yeah, they're they're, uh, they're replacing Cooper Cup with that one tight end on their team. Too bad he's not Cooper Cup. Yeah, I was going to say, he's so, not as good. Yeah, yeah too cares. bad he's not Cooper Cup, so it's not working too I mean, well. Be, uh, they're still a good team. Sean McVay's the truth. So, uh, yeah. good, I mean, Getting a lot of we're in semantics. You're saying that the second best team is fair. Yeah, I mean it's completely accurate. I think. And number one's New Orleans. <coughs> Man, yeah, the New Orleans Saints are the they, best they, team in football. They have the best like uh, offense to defense ratio. Like their offense is at high level, and their defense is also at a higher level. Mm-hmm. Like other teams, the other teams that we like rank, they're one or the other. Like, Chicago's got the defense, not the offense. Baltimore's got the defense, not the offense. Kansas City's got the offense, not the defense. You know, the Saints have an offense and a defense. They do. Yep, and that's why Drew Brees is going to get the MVP and they'll lose in the Super Bowl. Wow. No. Well, go ahead, Corey. You're next. Oh, no, no, wait. Corey already went. He was looking at his phone. I'm sorry. It's me. Um, man, I... Drew Brees could get the MVP. And by all accounts, I don't want Mahomes to get it because that means they're going to go to the Super Bowl and lose and break my heart. <laughs> um, anyway. Give it to Aaron Donald. Nah, you can't no. give it to can't give it to Aaron Donald. He was two sacks away. He need, you would need to break the record to get the MVP as a defensive guy, for sure. Yeah. Fuck that. Right. Anyway, um, my number 12, Houston, they're trash tier. They're not trash tier. They won 11, 12 games. They are like they are far removed from a fucking trash team. Yeah, okay. Back they're up a, a little. They're average. Back up a little. They're bit. average. They're like, average. Y'all need to back up just a little fucking bit. There's, there I is, had them at the middle. 
Yeah, that's okay. what they deserve. No, no, that's fine. That's fair. Damn, I didn't. I just like. Not... <laughs> He's out here defending his Texans power. I, thought, I don't even like this team. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, Wait, stop overblowing Justin Cutlip, it. number one Texans fan over here. Like, just stop overblowing it. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Nobody's overblowing it. That's the first time we said they were shit. <laughs> we're good. Uh, Texans aren't bad, but they're easily the worst team in the playoffs. To me. Um, I have Indianapolis at 11. Ooh. Okay. I think just history-wise, the defense is young. They've been scrappy and playing well. Uh, you have Andrew Luck. You can do anything. I think they do beat the Texans. Then they go on to play Kansas City, and they could they could potentially beat Kansas City. You know, mm. it's, it's possible. History says they do. Um, Any given Sunday. But then they would lose to whoever they play in the SC Championship game because they've had real spotty moments this year where, Mm -hmm. like, all of a sudden they almost get shut out. And they're just spotty. And that young defense is when we whooshed over. The playoffs are different. The atmosphere is different. Every play matters more. I think some of the defensive players or even offense, they might get overwhelmed a little bit. And I think they're going to lose in the AFC Championship. If they if they make it to the AFC Championship game, that's where they lose. I don't see this team making the playoffs and because I, I think other teams are more talented than them. At number 10, I have Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> their, their defensive secondary and personnel says they, they shouldn't. They lucked into the playoffs because Kirk Cousins doesn't know how to throw his way out of an $84 million paper bag. It is $84 million, right? Man. Yep, $84 okay, million. Okay. But, I mean, we've already seen Nick Foles do it once. It could happen again. Like He also had a bye week in the number one overall seed in home field. I know. So we'll see. Uh, you're right. He's got to go into – they play Chicago? Chicago. Yeah, so, I mean, they have to go into Chicago. And going into Soldier Field in December. Mm-hmm. Anyway, number nine, I got Dallas because some of the things you talked about, Justin, and Dak Prescott's – criminally average i can't even like describe how average he is yeah he's is efficiencies increased with amari cooper surprise surprise you give him a wide receiver with talent he plays a little better but even then he stares down receivers he only goes to first reads he hopes amari gets open on single coverage when the box gets stacked against zeke on a play action that's their they they have a good defense they're gonna try to win a games with that and they're the four seed, right? So if they win, well, I guess it dem- whoever they have to go into, if they have to go to L.A. or New Orleans, they're not beating either of those teams. Mm-hmm. At least not New Orleans in New Orleans. They had that Thursday night win, but that was in Dallas off a short week. I don't think nowhere anything like that happens again. Smash between two uh, division teams. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just different. At eight, I have the Chargers. They were hot. They have the second best record in the AFC. They could have been a bye week. They didn't win the division, so they're the wild card slot. But the last two weeks, spotty play, and the team that absolutely decimated them was the Ravens. And who are they playing in the first round of the playoffs? The Ravens. So this is like put up or shut up for them. And for now, I have them at shut up. They're gonna get. They they could get blown out by the Ravens again. Was speaking of right above them at seven, I have the Ravens. Young team, they have, but they already showed they can beat the Chargers. 
But after they beat the Chargers, then they have to go to New Orleans or eh, New Orleans, New England. I got my news mixed up. They have to go into New England where New England has been mostly undefeated. I think they only lost the one home game this year. New England? Yeah. They're undefeated at home. Oh, they're okay. They're undefeated at home this year. I don't know how you beat that team in New England in the playoffs. No one's shown they can do it yet, really. So I have them beating the Chargers for sure, but they're not good enough to go any further than that. Number six, I have Seattle. I think they're the one team you do not want to play against. It's always that one team. There's always like that one wild card team that like the team you don't want to play against the most. That is the Seattle Seahawks. Running attack, scrappy defense, Russell Wilson. And they play the Cowboys, right? Yeah. That's like the absolute worst matchup for the Cowboys is that. Mm-hmm. They they could go. The Seattle is good enough that when they win, if slash when they win, they're gonna go into they're gonna go into probably New Orleans, New Orleans, and they're the best team with a shot to beat them that isn't Chicago. Right. Anyway, at number five, I have New England. The chances that they they have a real good chance of having home field to the Super Bowl the whole way, and if that happens, they could go to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady in December, Bill Belichick in December, Gronk's been decoying, but they still got the defense. They still have James White. He's gonna come alive. He's the Super Bowl hero, James White. I just, I, it's you can't bet against them, even though they're starting to regress. In my opinions, uh, I have the Rams at four. I think of the uh, bye week teams, they're the worst because of the slowly declining quality of play. Jared Goff has shown some weaknesses. We don't know if it's because of Cooper Cup. And, and I say weaknesses, but I use the term loosely. You know, you still got Brandon Cooks. You still got uh, what, Josh Robert Ren- Woods. Robert Woods. You still have Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. You Gerald still got Everett. Todd- Jared Everett. You still got Todd Gurley. You still have Aaron Donald on the defense. Like, there's a lot of things that make this team really, really good. That's why I have them at four. But I also think that whoever they play in the second, whoever they play in their game which could end up being like Chicago or something. Chicago beat them once. Yeah, it was in Chicago, and playing the game in L.A. changes things a lot because, like, California boy Jared Goff doesn't have to play in the cold soldier field. But But also, Mitch Trubisky doesn't have to play in the cold either. Exactly. So So it makes it rough on me. And that's why I have Chicago at three because – Damn, they're good. I I know Trubisky, blah 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 blah, whatever. That team is fucking you know, phenomenal. I had them at six because of my hatred of the Bears, right? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fair I enough. I was looking for an excuse. Okay. Anyway, continue. Alright. Well then I have the Bears at three because they're whoo boy, they could go. They have the defense that can beat the Rams. They have the defense that can beat the Saints. They have the defense that can beat the Seahawks. They, they have it. They could do it if it comes down to it. Which is why, like, it, other than New Orleans, they... I don't know, because Seattle, Bears, New Orleans are your best chances from the NFC. None of the other NFC teams mm-hmm. are going to make the Super Bowl, I think, unless Nick Foles activates God mode again. Right. Anyway, now I got Kansas City at two. Historically, one of the best, second or third best offense of all time, but also the statistically worst defense to ever make the playoffs. 
Like, you, you, you can go look it up. They're the absolutely worst team to ever make the playoffs defensively. And Pat Mahomes does a lot of things, and he could put this team on his back, and he gives me hope in ways that I never, like, I, I, I'm resigning myself because the Kansas City playoff demons of past mm-hmm. are home games in Arrowhead, games against the Colts, games against the Ravens. The two teams that they're probably going to have to play in the second round are either the Colts or the Ravens, and yeah. it's not good. But if they, if anyone can overcome the Kansas City playoff jinx, I think it is Pat Mahomes. And then if they win and they get the home game against the Patriots, they're going to the Super Bowl where, oh, my God, anything's possible. I'm, I might die. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they're if they can win the first game, the second game is infinitely easier. If they can get if they can get the Colts Arrowhead monkey off the back, they're going to the Super Bowl. But if they're up by twenty four at halftime against Indianapolis, I'm gonna start sweating. <laughs> you better hope you're down twenty four. Yeah, I, I would much rather be losing at halftime than up triple digits <laughs> we could be up 45 to 3 at halftime and I'd be like fuck dude I don't know if you're doing it God, you just see the 58 to 45 score hey, right. it is, it's the same thing this year with Andrew Luck second half Andrew Luck is a dramatically different person and like he, you see it all the time like you watch it and like Andrew like man like you look at the first half like man Andrew Luck has I mean he has like like almost 200 yards but he has like two picks and one touchdown Mm-hmm. You're like, what the fuck? And then the second half, Andrew Luck happens. You're like, oh yeah, it's Andrew Luck. And then he ha- and then he has like almost 400 yards and four touchdowns. And like, it's what he does. He's just he's a second half quarterback. And it's really scary because the Chiefs are not a second half team. That's when they have their most three and outs. That's when the defense starts playing worse because they only have a pass rush and you get like five sacks in the first half and then all of a sudden you lose it in the second half. Anyway, if they win that game, they can go to the Super Bowl. Otherwise, there it'll be another cursed season where they lose in some chiefy way. No punts, covering own fumble, catching own pass, bad call, blah 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 blah. If they, if they're cursed, they're cursed. I'll be mad about it and then realize this is my fate. Anyway, <laughs> that makes number one obviously the New Orleans Saints. As I talked about a few minutes ago, before I even laid out my power rings. They have the best offense to defense skill ratio. Michael Thomas is one of the best receivers. Drew Brees is top two quarterback all time. You have that. You can win a Super Bowl. And New Orleans home games all the way to the Super Bowl? Like, shit. No one wants to go into New Orleans and play. And then you get to play in a dome that you play at once a year. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a new dome, but it's It's a a city. It's a city that you play in once a year. Um. So mine, um, the way I did it was I put, like, my bottom four teams are the teams that I believe are going to lose in the wild card. That's the kind of the way I justified it, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, the next four teams are the four teams to lose in the divisional round, and then the two teams in the championships, and then my two top teams are the two teams I think are going to play in the Super Bowl. All right, that's fair. That's, that's a good kind way of, to do it. That's the way I looked at it. Okay. Um, Number 12 is the Chargers. Okay. I don't trust the Chargers. I don't trust them. Um, I, I This team... Prior to a couple, the past couple seasons when they haven't been making it, or almost always, they were considered to be like a surefire go to the playoffs, and they would just go there and just lay eggs. And this is prior to two weeks ago where they had a shot 
of they had just beaten the Chiefs. They got the monkey off their back. The Chiefs all ended up losing to Seattle. So all the Chargers had to do to be the number one overall seed was to beat the Baltimore Ravens. And they didn't do it. And now they have to go to Baltimore in December or January and play a game rather than have the week off. I would not be surprised if they lost by three touchdowns in that game. I don't trust the Chargers. Um, number 11 is, is Houston. I don't know. Like, I'm not. I'm trying to not be mean. But, like, Houston's just like, I don't know, man. Their schedule's bad. They have the worst offensive line in the NFL. They have backup quarterbacks playing receiver. Lamar Miller's hurt. Like, I feel bad for Deshaun. They get to host a playoff game. They're going to lose to the Colts. <laughs> the Colts just have so much more momentum than they do. Um, so I have them there. Number 10, I have the Eagles. I will say this. I have this sneaky feeling that the Eagles could win this game. Only because the Eagles have a good defensive front. So they can kind of keep the game close. But the problem with that is, is that Chicago is like... I think Chicago's like... 9 and 0 when the game is like when they don't score 24. So they love the low scoring games and they struggle in the high scoring games. So I guess if, so that's kind of the way I'm like Philly's kind of got a shot and I have them there. And then I have Dallas uh at 9. Um I think Dallas is going to lose to Seattle. Um again, just a momentum thing. You don't want Seattle's like the perfect team. To go up against Dallas. They've already beaten Dallas yep. once this year. I think that was our storyline when we talked about it way back when. Seattle is the blueprint team to beat Dallas. Yeah. I think that was our big talking point about that game. Yeah. They are like the perfect team to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Um, So um, so those are like, my, I guess, my four bottom teams, right? In that order. Um, Number eight. These are like the, now like the divisional round matchups, right? Um. <laughs> number eight i have the uh the rams i have the rams at eight damn well i understand with the way you're ranking you don't think they're making it to the championship game no um in my belief i believe they will host the bears and i believe they will lose to the bears um i just don't trust that defense the offense has been getting inconsistent and like i said a couple weeks ago on the show the longer they've gone without cooper cup the worse they've been i have them there i have seattle right above them at seven i think seattle's a better team than they are i think seattle could have easily beaten them not once but twice both times they played seattle was a couple of plays away from winning that game um so i think uh in the one game seattle was one dropped pass from beating them exactly um so i have seattle what i say seven Said seven, right? Yeah. Seattle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seattle at seven. Um, Colts at six. I I think the Chiefs are going to exercise the demon. I think they're going to beat uh, the Colts in Arrowhead. I think that. De- oh, love of God. I man. think that. I think that. I want it so bad, I think, Kyber. I think that demon gets exercised. I, you guys. Um. <laughs> I know. I'm like resigning myself to it. I, you have no idea no, how no. bad I want this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll happen. If it doesn't happen, man, is that a meme? Um, and then right above the uh, 
right above the, oh, I guess I guess they're not right above them, but so six is the Colts. Five is the New England Patriots. I think they lose to Baltimore. Whoa! Uh, oh shit. Okay. I think, Damn. I think, Saucy. I think Baltimore goes into New into New England and beats the Patriots. Um so my top four teams are Kansas City, Baltimore, uh Chicago, and New Orleans. Number four I have Baltimore. Um Baltimore is good enough to walk into the Patriots and beat a New Orleans team or beat a New England team that is just really, really limited offensively and doesn't really have like like the athletes on offense to really keep Lamar Jackson in check. But the the Ravens already walked into Airhead and lost. Like I don't know. Like, it's very, very difficult to go into another team's building after you've already lost to them and think that you can now go in and beat them. Um, so, I have I have the Ravens at four. I think the Ravens have a really good run. I'm happy for Lamar Jackson. Um, but uh, I, I, don't think that, I don't think that the Ravens are going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, my third team is the Saints. Okay. My Super Bowl, Chicago, Kansas City. Um, my Super Bowl, Chicago, Kansas City. Um, I think the Saints. Here's the problem with the Saints. The only way you beat the Saints is you pretty much have to do what Dallas did and say, "We're just gonna throw a flag on every Michael Thomas catch." Well, that okay. Well, not that. But it's pretty much just like, we're just going to double-team Michael Thomas and make walk-on rookie wide receivers beat us on the outside. You're going to give up occasional runs from Alvin Kamara. You're going to give up runs um, from Mark Ingram. But, like, just pretty much just keep Michael Thomas in check. They just don't really have, like, a deep down-the-field threat. And if the Bears were able to... Ted Ginn's back. Well, Ted, yeah, Ted Ginn is back. I look guess. How, that, look when Dallas beat them. Ted Ginn wasn't there. Well, that's. I mean, I think Chicago's a better defense than Dallas, though. Like front to back. Yeah, but they I still think. don't have the safety help. That's true. Um, I, I just, I, I'm not trying to say that it's going to be like uh, for uh, sure. You're filling up a water balloon, and I'm just poking holes. in That's it. fine. I, I'm just all I'm saying is, is I think my Super Bowl, is Chicago, Kansas City. Because Pat Mahomes is going to break the Colts curse. Oh, my God. You're telling me on his way to the Super Bowl, he's going to break the Colts curse and the Ravens curse. But he cannot overcome the Andy Dalton, Apple, or the uh, the Andy Reid coach. (laughs) Andy Dalton coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Andy Andy Reid coaching tree, Apple falling he will not. <laughs> so, Matt Nagy, after leaving the Chiefs, will lose to Andy Reid. Oh, wait, lose? Oh, yeah. I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I My pick for the Super Bowl is the Chiefs over the Bears. And the Chiefs are my number one team. All right, so... I want to do one more quick thing before we sign yeah, off. Yeah, we really better long. hurry up. I'm getting. I'm already getting DMs from Angry. Oh, 
DMs from Angry. You know when the pod's going to be up? Just curious. Please don't hurt me. Tell them within the hour. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's my uh, that's my really bold, crazy yeah. power rankings. I like it. Um, but you kind of already did it yourself, but I, I want us to go around the table and just predict the wild card round real quick. And then, okay, and then I can, we can, I can do up. that real. I can do that real fast. Yeah, real quick. Seattle is beating. Seattle's beating Dallas. Chicago's beating. Chicago's beating Philly. Philadelphia. Indianapolis is beating Houston. Baltimore's beating L.A. I think we're all gonna say that. Yeah, I have Seahawks, Bears, Colts, Ravens. So do I. Mm-hmm. So we're all in agreement. All right. Well, then, who's your Super Bowl pick? Uh, it depends on who wins MVP. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Uh, That's a real good answer. No, my my Super Bowl pick is the Saints. How do, how do they not get to the Super Bowl with the first seed? The last few Super Bowl champions have all been one seeds. That's Oops. right. They, the Saints in particular, with their stronger than usual home field advantage. And the fact that they barely have to travel to get to the Super Bowl. Right. I, I feel like I feel like that God. that is winning, such a heavy factor. Corey Corey will having having his team win a Super Bowl in Atlanta's building. Corey, what happens if Coming into this season you said that was the only thing you wanted. My 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 uh Super Bowl prediction is the Saints and Chiefs. Mm-hmm. What happens when that hap- if that happens? What are we what are we doing? Well, I'm I'm coming on the podcast and saying I was right week three after the Chiefs went 2-0, and and I told Matt, Saints-Chiefs Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You did say that all the way back in week three. You did. But, like, are we watching the game together? Are we doing something? No. No? I don't want to be near you. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's got the exact opposite mentality to me when I told Matt, like, if, if it's good, if it's a Packers-Chiefs Super Bowl, I'm coming to his house. I will sit down with his family, who are Chiefs fans, and I will I will either take as much punishment as I deserve, or I will make you guys feel like assholes. <laughs> but I want to go. You know what I mean? Mm, I want to go there. I want to be in the fucking battle. It's going to be a real touch-and-go two weeks because we're going to have to record a podcast episode at that time. <laughs> a Super Bowl fad pod special. We're going to have to record the day after the Super Bowl. And if one of you two's teams goes and they don't win, oh, no. Man. Or if both of them go and then the loser and the winner are here. Or across, yeah. Literally, two separate stare- podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, me and Justin will be here for both, and we'll have Corey come in first. We'll do like an hour with Corey, and then Corey will leave. We'll wait an hour so that Matt and Corey like don't actually see each other leaving, and then Matt will come over, and Matt will record his episode. Uh, well, this is all like maybe a uh, maybe two weeks from now, both of our teams are out. Yeah, like you guys just lose the most. Like, oh well. <laughs> all right, never mind then. Who's your Super Bowl pick? Saints and who? Saints and Chiefs? Uh, I had Saints Patriots. Okay. Ooh, Brady Breeze. It's the one matchup everybody wants. Really though, I don't know if that's true. Not, not secretly. I mean, I, it's not going to happen. Legacy, picked against legacy, the legacy wise. Legacy wise, yes. Uh, secretly, I was telling this to Justin. Everybody actually wants Chiefs Rams again. Right. Well, people, people want Chiefs Rams. Whatever. Secretly, Roger Goodell. 
once the vaunted L.A. L.A. Super Bowl. Secretly, deep down, he wants it in the deepest of his loins. Roger Goodell wants Rams Chargers. The Larlac. (laughs) The Larlac. The Larlac Bowl. He wouldn't. Oh, my God. He would. Why isn't it Lacklar? He would explode so much. I don't know if I can. Whatever. Roger Goodell would explode so much in ecstasy. It's based on how many things you you have. I'll I'll do it for you, Matt. Roger Goodell would cover that entire game with his seed. (laughs) (laughs) He would would personally grow the grass on the field, even though it's artificial turf, whatever. Uh, he would lay it himself. All the workers all, would come. All and be the like, blades no. of grass would be little Goodell glass. <laughs> grass. <laughs> Goodell, uh, episode titled Goodell Grass. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know if we can use his name in a title. Grass. Grass. All right, whatever. Goodell Grass. 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 Hit me with the cease and desist, you fucking pussy. I would. Oh, look at these cease and desist. It's his name, right? <laughs> Hit me with one, you pussy. People You'll write wrong. articles about Roger Goodell all the time, right? No, no, no. There's nothing wrong with saying somebody's name. His name is not copyrighted. That's right. not how it works. And well, also, uh, and also, it's transformative and under fair use. Well, everybody, so. hope you enjoyed this episode. All of our predictions will. Uh, be 100 true i hope you enjoyed my little tidbit about roger goodell's seed because when you want to when you want to talk to us or find out what we do and where we say things go where do you to go please for the love of god i've been telling you this for 31 episodes 32 <laughs> you need to open up your fucking twitter app and you need to go in that shit hit the search bar <clears throat> look for f-a-d-p-o-d did you say F-A-D-P-O-D? Oh, God, you, you, you took a second too long. But yes, I did say F-A-D-P-O-D. <laughs> <laughs> Click on that thing. Hit the follow button. If you want to talk to us, shoot us a DM. Shoot, you can shoot the, the, the fat shoot pod a, Yeah, you just shoot us an at on Twitter. Fake it, make it public. I don't yeah, care. talk to us, man. Like, you we want to hear from you. Yeah, we want to hear from you all the time. We're, I'm more than happy either from our personal Twitters, which I'll get to in a sec, or the fat pod Twitter. We'll talk. We'll talk to you. And speaking of personal Twitters, all four of us do have a personal Twitter. Mine is the Jusby. Matt's is it's a me lefty. Kuiper's is real Nate Kuiper, and Corey's is Corey on Sports. All of these Twitter ads are in the description of this episode of the podcast. Then, if you want to go a step above just, like, trying to talk to us or something, and you want to give us some support, you can go to patreon.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D. One more time. Did you say F-A-D-P-O-D? Yeah, 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 I fucking did. And then uh, you can go there and support us at three different levels, $1, $5, $10 level, to give you various rewards, including listening to uh, our FabPod Deep Cuts, which is us doing our sound check and uh, talking about random bullshit. It's a good time. anytime, which we haven't done yet, but we will soon... (laughs) Anytime we want to do bonus segments or anytime we turn the mics on and want to talk about whatever and that isn't a traditional Fat Pod episode. That might be a, a lot with football season coming to an end. Oh, I to, uh, there's going to be a lot of deep cuts coming. Uh, the week after the Super Bowl episode, I want to post our first ever thing that we recorded about last year's Super Bowl. Okay, that'll be that'll be the big deep cut. And I, anytime we turn the mics on and want to do shit that isn't an episode – It'll be a deep cut, and that's something you can only get from Patreon if you really like us and want to support us, which we love because mm-hmm. support's awesome. And if you can't, like, you know, support us on Patreon at the uh, Super Fatty, Big Fatty, or Fat Pod Fatty tier, you know, just, you know, share, share us. Tell someone that you listen to Football After Dark and be what the hell is that? And be like, 
it's this podcast that like a couple hundred people listen to every week. The numbers are going up, and there's some good, some smart boys. Their worst, their worst uh, host got seventy seven percent of the NFL games correct this season. NFL records. Shh, don't say that. Don't, you it's tell not the, the games. You That's lie so for misleading. us. You lie for us. Damn it. <laughs> we're smart. Hashtag fad pod boys. We're right. You um, tell them. Also, little little, little tip I'm dropping. Uh, I'm working on shirts. Uh, yeah. I want to wear a fad pod shirt. I'm working on shirts. I'll let you let the know when it happens. Oh my god, we're we gonna have like merchandise. I don't even know. <gasps> People can. I can rep fad pod. Yeah. Once I get it done, it'll be. It might be like a month from now, but I'm 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 working on it. Dude, that's what's up. Dude, things are looking up for us, guys. Nah, we're shit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, it's playoffs. Regular season's over. Uh, see y'all next week. I love you. Nope, not doing it. Kuiper doesn't.